Eh, one day we'll get our live stream audience. I'm gonna start taking that phone and actually uploading the videos soon. Yeah. Because once you just plug it that. in, you can even take the cable. Once you just plug it into your computer, it'll just show up, and you can yeah. like navigate. I think it's you can either want to go. To, oh, if it's Instagram, you probably go into the Instagram folder, and then you'll find videos, and then you can find the saved videos. Okay. Um, otherwise, you'll just click through the folders and dig around. I got nothing on the phone. You won't find anything else. So <laughs> it's, it's wiped. It's no, it's like, it, yeah, it was wiped, and then, yeah. like, when you guys said we want a phone for, like, live stream, I was like, all right, I got this phone that's, you know, sitting in my... Burner phone. Yep, it's the burner up. <laughs> if you want to say burner, I got plenty of those, then. <laughs> I got plenty of phones that's sitting in my house. Just trade them off back and forth. I'm changing my Twitter name, though. Uh-oh. To Joshua J. Honeydew? Oh, JJ Honeydew. I don't, I'm not, I can't change the at, because I don't want to lose it, but I'm No, I wouldn't change the at. Like, I never changed my at, I just changed my... I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the A. I'm on it, 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 i am on it 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 i am on
enjoyed that kind of music because it just seemed like people were excited to. Oh, dude, it always put me like in a when good the people mood. got in the studio and made that song. You felt like they were excited to make that song. Yeah. And not to say that you know people aren't excited today. It's just you don't feel that energy. I guess maybe. No. Or maybe I'm just out of uh, the touch for it. But me, I just don't like anything. So. <laughs> Uh, Bring back Rap City. So shout out BET. Let's do it. Time to get started. And welcome to episode thirteen of the Permeable Filter Podcast. I'm your central host. I don't know my name. Fuck. Clearly, I am not prepared. All right, you guys want to introduce yourselves? We're winging it today. This is uh, Joshua J Honeydew at Joshua J Mac on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. John Lavish at John Lavish on Twitter. Chud, aka Young Shea Butter. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard Young Shea Butter in a minute. Uh, time to bring that back to the summer, huh? I think so. Well, today's <laughs> name, and this this is purely based on the random name generator. I am a pimp named Slickback. Hey. Say the whole hey. thing, alright? You don't just call me Slickback. It's a pimp named Slickback. Like a tribe call quest, a pimp named Slickback. Let me hop right into the pimp mode. For the rest of the show. You talk like this? Yeah. All right, I'll talk like this. It's like <laughs> fucking excited and angry. Um, this is episode 13, and we thought maybe, hey, let's talk about the number 13. So And how dope of a number it is. Right. You guys feel it's a dope number? Go for it. Speak on it. Uh, I mean, it's just a cool number. Like, this whole stigma that it's unlucky is completely untrue. Um, completely agree. Like, I, just, I, don't, I don't get it <laughs> at all. Well, in mathematics, it's the sixth prime number. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's a Fibonacci number. And it's technically... The Fibonacci sequence. A th- a Elaborate. We can, go, we can go... You want me to get into Fibonacci sequence? Yikes. Uh, Alright, while we... We're going down the rabbit hole. We're going down the rabbit hole. No, I, just, I know how we can connect all this too, so let's do it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, go for the Fibonacci sequence, John. It's well, no, let's, let's, go straight, let's go straight from the source so I don't use my convoluted, <laughs> shitty descriptors. Because I know that this is going to be terrible if I try to talk about this. Alright, this is cool. The Germanic languages have 13 as a first compound number. Because 11 and 12 have their own names. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, think about it. It's, well, but I guess 12 is kind of a compound name, but not really. Like, it's 11. It has no segment of the word 1 in it. You know, and then 12. I would say the twa. For two, but I guess not in linguistics. But then it's 13, 14, 15. Like yeah. it, it's, it's signifying that it is now the teen numbers that signifies having a one in front of a base base 10 number. Yeah, that's so. another thing that makes 13 so dope because when you turn 13, you became a teenager. Yeah. It's part that's of what, what really great. made you a teenager. Yeah. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> so as a Fibonacci number, basically... A Fibonacci, Fibonacci numbers in a Fibonacci sequence, which is a set of numbers that starts with one or zero, followed by a one and proceeds based on the rule that each number is equal to the sum of the preceding two numbers. Oh, and then it translates to a bunch of different things in nature, and then it makes the it comprises something called the golden ratio, which yeah, makes a spiral up. and all that stuff. Yeah, like Sonic. <laughs> which, which you know. Some would suggest is evidence of some creator in the universe. So what's your take? What? Oh. He said I, I'm agnostic, so I don't 
Yeah, I don't know. But do you but, not find that there are patterns like, in the universe? Weird. I mean, whether, whether, I think it's interesting and yeah. coincidental for like, sure. Like, yeah. w- whether whatever you believe in, you still don't think that there are patterns in, the, in nature and in the universe? I think um, there are, regardless. Oh, I'm, yeah, I think there are. But it makes me think, um, you know, if there's if there is so. a creator, maybe there is a creator and just all the theories that I've come across don't make sense yet. Mm-hmm. But there are some interesting ones from, like, quantum physics and stuff. Um, and about... You know, everything becoming so advanced that we become a simulation and we are a simulation. Um, which makes me really, really interested in certain circumstances and coincidences in my life. Like yesterday. <laughs> Do we want to talk about yesterday real quick Should as a quick digression? Right Just talk about it as a quick digression before I go back um, to 13. Sure. So, <clears throat> yesterday... Uh, Do we have the... the uh, silencer thing on there. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Just to be safe. Yeah, let me go get that shit. Okay, I'll explain the story while you do it. Um, so yesterday, we, uh, how did we get into talking pineapples? So, like, what made us think Manny Pena? So I think, I, so typically, I, when I watch sports, I just fucking say whatever. Yeah. I'll just be like, home yep. run. Yep. Home run. Just lob, you yep. know, predictions against the wall and maybe one yep. stick. Yep. And usually like, bold predictions, yep. too. And, like, thousands of them throughout the game. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... And, we, and I said... Two-shot homer. I said... Yeah, I think it might have even been two-shot homer. It, some S- kind of home some run. Some kind of random Manny thing. Manny Pineapple gonna hit a home run. Oh, yeah. You, I, <laughs> he was up to bat, and you were like, Manny Pena's gonna hit a dinger right here. Oh, okay. And... Or something like that. So, yeah. And then he he didn't. But then um I think you you predict then you predicted like him hitting a walk off or something. And all of a sudden these weird coincidences started happening with pineapples all throughout the the day. Um I went back and looked at a Snapchat that I took of uh some drinks that I was making for Cinco de Mayo and right in between the two bottles that I had was a pineapple. So I'm like, John, I think you might be on track here with this prophecy because I did not intend on putting this pineapple in this picture. So maybe Manny Pena is going to come back and hit a walk-off dinger. He didn't hit a walk-off dinger, so we were trying to you know, tie the loose ends together on what could this prophecy be with this pineapple. Because then Samer shows up, uh, a pimp named Slickback. Say the whole name. A pimp named Slickback. Damn it. Well, don't say that now. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. A friend showed up. <laughs> a friend showed up. I didn't name drop all last week either. Damn it. It's all right. Um, it's a dollar. That's a dollar. Um, <laughs> a friend shows up with a pineapple drink, randomly, and I just look at it and I go, hey, John, he's got a pineapple drink. <laughs> this is By not the way, a coincidence. it tastes delicious. Like, this is not a coincidence. So... We're going throughout the night. We're like, something's got to happen with pineapples that, like, it's just going to click. And we were at the club, and the night seemed to be over. And we're like, well, I guess, you know, nothing's going to happen with pineapples. And we order Papa John's. And on the car ride home, I swear to God, we did not talk about pineapple the entire car ride home. We did not at all. And John orders a barbecue chicken pizza, add bacon, no onions. Papa John's delivers us a barbecue Hawaiian pizza with pineapple on it. And I'm trying to figure out how the hell we wind up with a Hawaiian pizza with pineapple 
when it was never talked about to begin with. So I figured that's got to be the prophecy. Papa yep. John's just, that that was it. Them fucking up our pizza by putting pineapple on it and just ruining it. I mean, not ruining it. You can pick it off, but... Do you think it's do you think it's just small a small karma for me just making wild suggestions into the universe? <laughs> it, and that could it be probably it, what it is. They're like, okay, dude, you've made what? ten thousand. <laughs> well, like, and and I I kept saying last time I'm like, you don't accidentally put pineapple on a pizza. You don't do it. So the only that's, crazy. that's why I like had to look at the sticker and see if you know for some reason. They did barbecue chicken and then added pineapple, or if there was, was something else. I think but it was I, just Hawaiian, right? Yeah, apparently they have a barbecue Hawaiian pizza. Which they must is so weird. Wait, so, was there barbecue on it? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a barbecue chicken pizza with pineapple on it. So I went on Papa John's today to see, and they have a Hawaiian pizza, which is exactly what they gave us. But so, with barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So it's the barbecue chicken pizza, but it just has pineapple on it. Oh, yeah. It's like called the barbecue Hawaiian. And so they so, must have just fucked up. I just don't Somehow, know how. But, like, how do you miss here barbecue chicken, add bacon for barbecue Hawaiian? Maybe they heard, know. like, the... I don't know. It, it like, a it kind it's of... It's called a barbecue Hawaiian on their on their website? Yeah. They probably just, like, clicked it wrong in their head. And that's, like... Or today, probably pressed the wrong button on the thing. thing. And today, that's what I'm thinking. They probably just clicked whatever one they saw first, just mm-hmm. thinking that was it. But, I mean, you have to remember, we called in the last 30 minutes them being open. They're probably just like in a rush, like, yeah. fuck it, just press this. But, oh man, I feel like if you're going to fuck up, you don't fuck up with pineapple, you know? I just feel like, though... It's not a very popular topping. I, yeah. It's just crazy. I just like it that the fuck up became a positive joke for us in the end, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, so luckily it was just that we didn't, like, someone didn't, like, throw a pineapple at us or something. Yeah, yeah right? But yeah. still. There you go. It was just okay. crazy. Like, it, it was a very weird coincidence, and in my mind, I think it all just came together, and that's how, in my head, that's how I want it to play out, and not just them fucking up. I want to think that the world something threw us happened. a curveball, yep. and because we were searching all night for this pineapple prophecy, that it came back to haunt yeah. us like that. It's 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 blowback. Cause I mean, in my opinion, I'm not a pineapple on pizza kind of guy. So, I I'll eat it with when it's like a uh, uh, Canadian bacon pineapple. I feel like it's got it's got to be the right recipe for it. I'm not just one of those people like yeah, just throw pineapple on a pizza. But like, like I've had like a pineapple shrimp. We talked about this in the pizza podcast. Yeah. Like I had a pineapple shrimp pizza. Like that was really good. Like, I like really? the way that, that recipe turned good. out. Yeah. yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, actually. like it was just like that was the recipe. Like it was. I think they want to call it like tropical shrimp and like just the spices they use plus the shrimp and then the pineapple. It was just it was an interesting combination. But it was good. It was tasty. Still mad at myself for that name drop though. It's alright. So back to the number thirty well before that actually, uh fun fact about pineapples, uh the show Psych. Anyone a fan? Or is it just me? Just you. Okay. I um, know Tony I know, Shalhoub, right? Yeah. No, no, that's Monk. That's Monk. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know I was going to say wrong USA. Shout out Wisconsin, I, but no. For some reason, I knew that in that show, there's always a pineapple. Yeah, so that's a fun fact. And I think almost every episode, but like two episodes, there's a reference to a pineapple. One way or the other. And like, they've made it a running gag where like, they'll be like, there's a pineapple on the shelf behind the character while they're right. like, doing an investigation or some shit. Or a pineapple on a tie or like a little pineapple emblem on the on the shirt instead of like a polo like it's, it's a pineapple <laughs> so you know, what, you know what josh kind of i think funny. i figured it out yeah so you know what we also brought up now we were thinking of pineapples but i thought i said 
what is the guy and the guy in accepted who wants to blow stuff up with his mind? What does he move again? And he moves a pineapple. Right. So my theory is, with all the facts and evidence I've gathered here, without making my argument, I believe that Manny Pena can affect pizza orders with his mind. That's got to be it. <laughs> yep. It has to be it. Or at the very least, with his baseball bat. Yep. Every yeah. time, every time he doesn't hit a home run. <laughs> did you tweet at Pena to come to Bad Genie? No, I never did. Oh, you should have. I don't know what would have happened. Because what if you would have saw that tweet and then somehow, some way, he's like, I want to fuck up these guys this night yep. with <laughs> you know, pineapple pizza. Man. But I'm sorry for anybody who thought that was anticlimactic hey. after you watched my drunken Snapchat story. It's just creepy. It's one of those... It's. It, you would have had to be there to fully understand how crazy... Because when it clicked... Oh my god, I was in such shock. They literally talked about pineapple the entire night until we got to the club. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally forgot about it. Yeah. Until we and got we that pineapple pizza. That's why, like, did we did we normalize the the vocabulary of pineapple and pineapple related language? We may not notice it. We just let one slip. <laughs> while I was ordering pizza. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't, don't think, think so though. I, I was hearing everything you said. No. I don't think you said Unless anything. Inebriated me was like pineapple does sound good, but I you can ask Julia, she was right next to me. All I know is Chad sitting in the passengers is saying, I'm gonna fuck up some barbecue chicken right now, <laughs> dude. I was so excited for the barbecue chicken, too. And then when I saw the pineapple, I was like, I had to take a second glance. I'm like, wait a second, there's there's pineapple on this pizza, you know that scene. And then John just looks at me and goes, No way, dude, dude, what? You know, like, no, you know, what's my biggest issue with pineapple on pizza. A lot of places don't use good pineapple. Yeah. So it kind of just so like it's, ruins yeah, your experience exactly. regardless. Yeah. Shitty canned pineapple. Yeah. Like when I had that shrimp pineapple pizza, I think what I liked the most about it was because Real pineapple I was at a like place where fresh. it's like they clearly are making everything. Oh, yeah. Like hand, like it wasn't like a lot of frozen stuff. So right. like it was an actual like restaurant that just happened to serve pizzas as a section. And then like, like they, I'm sure they were using at least better tasting pineapple than most. Right. Than like if you cut shit up a real pineapple instead, that'd probably be better. But yeah, I, well, I'm... I'm willing to bet a lot of places have a huge can of just pineapple tidbits. And oh, yeah. yeah. Have you, well, have you guys ever had grilled pineapple? Yep. Eh. Shit's banging. Yep. Because really, it, like, tastes so good. What's up? It's really tasty. Yeah, because it, like, caramelizes on the outside yeah. from the heat. It's really good. You just got to clean your grill really well so you don't have any little, right. little bits of meat. Yeah, right. <laughs> pull a Kirk Cousins and put tinfoil on your grill. What a chooch. I don't know. Sometimes it's... I mean... If I was going to cook something like pineapple and I had time to cr- clean it, sure. But no, I wouldn't put like tinfoil to cook hot dogs or burgers or anything. Kirk Cousins put tinfoil on his grill to cook steaks. Oh. Man, what are you... I'm sorry, I was, I was shaking you? my head. Yeah, podcast listeners, that's a big no-no. Like, what what's the point? A yeah. vegan? Yeah. <laughs> no, what's the point? Just cook you, it on a skillet you, in, your, yeah. in your stove. Exactly. You want those char marks, man. Char. How Char. Dare, yeah, how dare you? Charmander! That's how you ruin a steak. No, I'm the only one who likes that. All right. Charmander! Charmander! Char, Char! Real quick on Charmander. Saddest episode of Pokemon ever was when Charmander was out in the rain. Yes! Oh and then my his God. Friend, okay, that what, that's what fucked me up because you never think that Pokemon could die and then all oh, of a sudden yeah. they go... He's if the Charmander's like, flame on his tail goes out from the rain, like, he's going to dead. die. He doesn't faint like all the other... He dies. 
Yeah. Like, that fucks you up. And it's, like, one of the <laughs> cutest Pokemon, too. Oh, my God. I, I almost cried during that episode. Even as a grown so adult, young. when I was watching it in college. No, I I'm was with like, you, oh, my God. Even as a grown adult, two weeks ago, when I watched that episode. <laughs> it just fucking jerks at your heartstrings, yeah. man. Oh, this is, like, that's some sad-ass shit. Uh, okay, back to the number 13 so we can finish up these fun facts. So, in Wiccan lifestyles, uh, most covens have a, a set membership of 13 members. Although sometimes it can be fewer, but like traditionally they try to aim for a 13 member coven. And then here is where the lucky, unlucky 13 comes from. Uh, the end of the mind calendar's 13 Baktun was superstitiously, superstitiously feared as a harbinger of the apocalyptic 2012 phenomenon. Uh, the actual fear of the number 13 as a phobia is called Triskaidekaphobia, wow. a word coined in 1911. Wow. Uh, 1911, wow. Yeah. And then it comes down to stuff like at the Last Supper, there was the 12 disciples uh, and, and Jesus, but that was the last disciple. Judas was the yeah, 13th was one to sit at the say, table. Yeah. That's um, a lot of what that combined I with, think that's what drives a lot of it. That combined with like the, the Mayan calendar, like over time warped into this weird like supernatural because the only people thing. who really find the 13 to be an unlucky number is mostly Americans yeah and I then you could say Western Europe but I don't think they even really but do. not even right. now do they still do that thing where <clears throat> like in taller buildings they'll skip floor 13 and just go 12 to 14 I, well because I know that I want to say be... before 2000 yes after 2000 in the United States maybe not they still kind of skip it. It's really just a discretion of the architect and like, okay. or whoever's designing the building just goes, are we going to call this 13 or not? Just the funny thing is that in logic, there's always a 13th floor. Right. <laughs> Unless you max out all your buildings at 12. I like, feel like you're always having a 13th floor. I feel like not having 13 is actually going to send you more bad juju than actually right. having it. But just push When it. you play into your fear. Yeah. I'm yeah. pushing it away. Uh, let's see. On Friday the 13th, King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar, and that's when they were tortured and killed. Uh, huh? Hammurabi's Code. Oh, I love Hammurabi's Code. The 13th law was said to have been admitted. Uh, Harambe's Code? No. <laughs> Hammurabi's. <laughs> uh, but it's funny, because in the original Code of Hammurabi, there was no numeration. Oh, yeah. They just... That's probably another myth that's come about. But 13 is considered lucky as such in Italy. The expression fare tredici, which means to do 13, means to hit the jackpot. Mm -hmm. While 17 is considered an unlucky number in Italy instead. 17, wow. In Asian cultures, uh, 4 is an unlucky number. It's mm -hmm. called uh, tetraphobia. And uh, f because of that, Nokia did not release a single phone in the 4000 series. So like they, oh, they wow. like when they were making phones, it was... Nokia series 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and they skipped to 5,000 and kept going on. Mm. Like, they never made a Nokia series 4,000 phones because a big market of theirs was, like, all of Asia. So, they just said, why? Is, there, is that change? another, like, quasi-religious one that... Yeah, I could look into it, but maybe not. That's probably too niche. Uh, in music, Taylor Swift was born on December 13th, so she considers 13 her lucky number. Oh, okay, so it's automatically unlucky. Never mind. I believe it. Yep, I believe <laughs> Sorry, the unlucky 13 yep. now. Just like that, you swayed me. Yep. Oh, uh, man. Track number 12 on American heavy metal band Danzig, the 666 Satan's Child album. They have a number, track number 12 is called 13. Oh, yeah. 
That's just them being edgy. Uh, Black Sabbath's latest studio album is named yep. 13. Yep. Super auto-tuned. Really? Yeah, but it's still great. The guitars are like be are weird. Uh, age 13 in Judaism, 13 signifies the day which a boy matures and becomes a man, becoming getting his bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's when we see preteens in Germanic languages turning into teens. Yep. It is when a person in the United States can watch, rent, or buy a PG-13 movie without any parental permission. Wow. And it is considered, for the most part, the minimal age for a lot of internet activity, which is true. I yeah, couldn't wait to be 13 so I could stop lying about my age. Yep. Oh my yeah. God, I can't wait. Yeah. Like, my first email still has my birthday as 1984. (laughs) (laughs) So when you run those, like, internet background checks on me, it will suggest that I'm anywhere between the ages of 23 and 33. (laughs) (laughs) Just depends what you come across. Um, I mean, there's a lot to the number 13 on MySpace. I mean, there was 13 colonies for the American, you know, colonialism. Yeah, it's like Illuminati shit. The Friday the 13th series. The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Oh, Such no. a good movie series. Friday the 13th. I don't know. I, I love I'm good on those that. movies. Jason's probably my favorite monster, serial killer, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, and pretty sweet. Villain. Well, actually, no. Scream is the coolest, yep. but Jason's right there. Jason over Freddy all day. Yeah, Freddy's cool, but he's just too, too like, funny. Jason's just a giant brute. Yeah. And no matter how fast you run and how slow he walks, You're he'll fucked. always catch you. <laughs> yep. Somehow. You're fucked. He doesn't stop moving. He's like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a panzer. But then again, the panzers failed in World War II. Fuck you, Germany. Never mind. <laughs> I Even though it's cliche, I think my favorite's Pennywise. Okay. Because he's so creepy and he gross. He is so and, creepy. And now, new or old Pennywise? Both. Tim Curry's one fucked me up so much as a kid. So have you, you watched the new It movie? Same shit happened to me. I feel the new like, one's great too, I though. feel like the older Pennywise, with the... Tim Curry. The lack of... I want to say makeup jobs back then weren't as good, as well as costume jobs weren't as good. Right. And I feel like that lack of attention to detail to create this character made him even creepier. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like he's I just I feel it's the same way with, like, Chucky. Clown. Yeah. yeah, it's like, like the same thing with, like, Chucky. Like, in the newer Chucky, when they made him more CGI'd and they took so more attention fluid, to detail yeah. to create him, yep. it's not as creepy as seeing yep. this it stiff, is. rigid doll right. that clearly took him a day to make. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't... Right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and disrespect the people who created Chucky and say, like, they didn't take time. Because of course pra- they did. But it was practical effects. But it was, yeah, it was something, like, we worked within our limits and, right. like, uh, it, it adds to the creepiness factor for it. Absolutely. Because, I mean, think of toys back in the day. I mean, those toys weren't... Those toys, they were just trying to mass produce, and they weren't uh, that well oh, made. Oh, yeah. You know. So, let's get started on this week's topics. Uh, there's a couple things that happened that were pretty interesting. I thought we could all talk about them. Um, number one, Gambino. Okay. So I'm not, I'm letting, I'm, that's going number one. I'm okay, sorry. Go for it. Gambino's new video, This Is America. Video of the year already. <laughs> I'm calling it. It's one of the best videos I've ever seen. Hands Such down. a good song. Oh my god, that, that video, video fucked me up. That video changed my life. <laughs> it was the funniest part to me though was when you thought it was gonna be in the Lion King soundtrack. That's what I was saying. 
Oh my the God. beginning with the way he was grooving and the sound of the music. Yeah. I was like, because oh, obviously it's called This Is America, so maybe I was wrong, you know, right. from the get go. I was just excited from the initial hearing right. of it, and I was excited. We were so excited because Josh just has uh, J- uh, Donald Glover's t- tweets on notification, so we're just hanging out, and he just goes, "Whoa, Donald Glover tweeted," and then clicks it, opens the link, and the song starts. And like, we didn't have time to process what was going on really. We just yeah. started listening right away, and I would just initially just go. Wow, this sounds like so. Oh, give me Lion King, and then just going. He's dancing, he's grooving, doing his thing, shirtless and shit, whatever. And then like pulls a gun out and shoots homie in the head. Blows and I was like, dude's brains out. Like, okay, okay. I'm wrong. Like, Never what mind. The fuck. Uh, but powerful song, regardless. Very powerful. Uh, song. His lyrics were well constructed, on point. The visual, I think, matched the energy he was going yeah. with. Uh, and dude, his dancing in that video. Ooh, it's insane. Groovy. Now, on the opposite side of things, because yesterday was the ultimate hype night for Donald Glover, um, and he was on S- and The minute he tweeted that is when SNL started. Okay, He that's tweeted that I around thought. 11 p.m. Yeah. So that's when SNL starts in the central time zone. So I'm assuming that's what it was. So he had that video come out. He went and started his uh, SNL monologue and, you know, did the show and everything. And uh, it was also musical guest Charles Gambino, which, haha, funny, you know. Two different people with the same person, whatever. Well played by Donald Glover, though. Yeah. Uh, he also premiered a new song on SNL last night with, uh, with like, just a crowd of people sitting around him, but then a full band behind him. And it was also that upbeat, jammy-type sound. Mm-hmm. It's called Saturday. Go look it up. Uh, I like the song. Incredible voice. Yeah. Oh no, he's so, he's, that's it. He's, even he's developed live, his talent. Even live, he's such a great singer. Oh, my God. Well, because that was the thing when Awaken My Love came out. Everybody said, no, he got pitched. No, he got uh, corrected. No, he got, you know, he, whatever. But, like, only thing I'll say is he probably took multiple takes in the studio. Oh, yeah. But. Everybody used, everybody yeah. uses correction. Right. Because they but wanted to sound perfect. But at the same time, he didn't do correction. It was just. Right. Or at like least he's album not relying was, on it entirely. Yeah, like that song, though, that album. The was Beatles a, had correction in Everyone did. Yeah. Because. <laughs> they had, they add cor- they used to add chorus to your voice. Yeah, sometimes it depends. Multiple takes of the voice. It depends on the in the environment in which you're recording. Right. If you are taking your time and moving at your pace, you have all the time in the world to do it the way you want. If you right. are on a small, if you're on a tighter schedule, yeah, you'll start having people help you out. So, uh, I think with him, he just he finally started taking his uh, his vocal lessons and got yeah. it his because that album was raw in terms of like sound. Oh, like yeah. his voice was raw. You hear the imperfections. And you hear his perfections. Like, it was, it was a yep. raw moment for him to record that album. So... It, it really is crazy. Like, if you go back and listen to his old mixtapes and, like, listen to him sing on there, how far he's come yeah. in terms of singing. So he couldn't like, sing for shit in the old one. Okay. Oh, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't... Being, it's not a singer, though. Right. He's no, just right, somebody no. who's he's able... Singing, yeah. Right. He's singing, but he's able to just control his tone, but he's not a singer. Right. But, like, to hear him hit those vocal ranges on Awaken My Love, yep. <sighs> night and day... It doesn't get more night and day than that. I love then, that he's always leaving his shirt open now, too. Just, yeah, he's confident in the way he yeah. is. He used I, to be a scrawny little dude. dude. Now he's all, like, a little buff, and he just feels... With that, got that beard, too. Now he's dude. a sex icon with that last album, so, like... Beard and hair. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Just but, keep growing at both of them. <laughs> but the... No, Saturday Night Live, I enjoyed the, the, the Migos, Friendos That was sketch. so funny. That one was funny. Break, the breakthrough the part. The breakthrough oh part. That God. made me geek breakthrough uh and it made me geek because how 
I will get into it, but Kanye referring his breakdown as a breakthrough. So I just thought it, was, it just clicked in my head, you know, when I was watching the sketch. And I was just like, ah, it made me laugh even harder a second time. Uh, Keenan with the ad libs. Keenan is. I love Keenan. I listened to his Breakfast Club interview from last he's, week. He's so great. It was really nice I hearing him talk. Guy. He's a really good guy. He's, I've heard him on some podcasts too. He's just great. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that he's uh, he's got a stable career now. You yeah. Know? Because he talked about it on The Breakfast Club. He talked about how, like, coming off of Keenan and Kel, it's like all they ever wanted was Keenan and Kel. And he's yeah. like, we didn't fall off. We just were, like, brothers who don't want to always be associated with each other. Right. And it's like, no, we're our own people. And that is true, man. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Me growing up, everyone always wanted to put me and my brother together. And it's like, no, we're, we're separate entities. People, yeah. But it's, Isn't Keenan the the longest tenured member now on SNL? At this point, yes, in SNL. He actually might be of all time. That's crazy, yeah. dude. They made yeah. a joke about that last night on the SNL thing, mm-hmm. too. But, uh, what other sketches did I like? I like the Quiet Place one. I saw they, that uh, that video when you pulled up the video of Childish. <clears throat> it was, like, right there on the suggested ones. I kind of wanted to click on it and watch it. Yeah. No, it's funny. You should. I'm not going to spoil it then. So I, I'll just let you watch it. It was a good yeah. one. 80s music video. Was 80s great, music video too. was good. It's probably got to be on Hulu by <laughs> now. Fucking, I might watch it when I go home. He's got a trench coat on. <laughs> just the best part was the one where it's just how he's just dancing in the uh, background behind the girl and the guy on the date. So face. he's just doing his... Because that was what 80s videos were like. like uh, think like Rick James videos. Yep, Rick James was exactly always in the background singing yep. with people in front of him doing their Give thing. Me, like they're doing... <laughs> Give it to me, baby! No. Um. <laughs> Hands on the fun... I think that's the Hands one on of the, the best funniest video ever of all time. <laughs> um, it's one of the best. Uh, I mean, I guess you're going to watch it on Hulu, but if anyone who's watching YouTube clips, you could skip the Barbie one. The Barbie Donald Glover one wasn't as funny. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. This monologue was really funny. You guys should watch his monologue. They did a Stormy Daniels cold open. Oh, yeah. So That's funny. And Stormy Daniels actually showed up. Really? Yeah. What was the content of the Stiller plays Cohen and like Baldwin. Was he in there? Yeah, Baldwin came to do Trump real quick. Uh, so Stiller's doing Cohen, and Cohen's freaking out with all this stuff that happened this week. Or, no, they're doing it more like, this is how it went down last week. So it's like, Cohen calling Trump, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got to get our story straight. And then he's like, calling Giuliani. So then, like, they call in Giuliani, and it's like, they just show, like, the progression as to how all the news happened last week with Giuliani, like, pretty much throwing Trump under the bus. But did like, they have somebody do Giuliani, too? Yeah. Oh, uh... Or did Giuliani show up? No. <laughs> I remember he used to be, like, friends with SNL. <laughs> no, I'm sure he didn't show up for this one. Yeah, probably. But, uh, no, it was it was kind of cool in the final scene. It's just uh, Stormy on the phone talking to Donald Trump. <laughs> and Whew. they just look at the camera and then just go, like, live from New York, it's Saturday night. So... Uh, no, that cold open was pretty solid. Um, but yeah, no, definitely watch those clips on YouTube. They're, I mean, they're all three, four minutes each. Or if you got Hulu, you watch it on Hulu. Or watch on Hulu if you want to watch it in its entirety. Which you should. Is that That's not up yet, though, is it? I don't know. It could look, be. I mean, they be. usually... I think they usually do it the day the after, day. so I mean... It doesn't take much. Sundays. Unless it's Brockmire. Come on, Hulu. Let's get Brockmire yeah. on, on Hulu. Season on. 2, come on. You're making it hard for me to watch Brockmire. Goes for the reaches for the doobie early. <laughs> One of the greatest. Yep. The greatest. So let's jump into last week's topics. 
Uh, quick one to warm us up. Uh, they're making another Robin Hood movie where Taron Egerton plays Robin Hood. You ever watch Kingsman? I never saw them, but I know the the main character. The main character, oh, like the 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 young man who plays the the, the secret agent cadet. The young man. Yeah, well, he is a young man. He was, he he was like he's like eighteen, nineteen in the movie. Oh damn! Uh, and then Great. Little John is played by Jamie Fox, so oh, okay. that's gonna be fun. I'm okay with that. Always okay with Jamie Fox. And they're gonna be incorporating yeah, some love interests and stuff, and it'll be interesting. Uh, but I thought I saw the trailer and I was like, huh. Oh, might watch this. I might like this a little bit more than the uh, what was it? Kevin Costner played the the, the last Robin Hood from like five yeah. years ago. So well, wasn't there? Wasn't I fell there, asleep during that one. There was one with like Russell Crowe too. That was what it, Russell Crowe, not Karen, not that Kevin Costner, Russell Crowe. Trash. Yeah, I fell asleep. That's the so boring. Granted, it was a late night, but I still fell asleep. It was so well, it was so dull. Yeah, doesn't matter if it was a late night. If it's a good movie, it keeps you up. Yep, that's right. True. But I was, I was exhausted movie. that night. That was, Thanks Hollywood. That was a really rough night. Turds. I remember that night because I was up all day and I went with my cousin who came to visit. He just drove in that night and he was like, oh, let's go watch a movie. I was like, all right, I'm down. And you guys couldn't stay awake. He damn near fell asleep too. <laughs> we were both exhausted. Oh, um, Meek Mill getting a documentary made by him or about him and then at the same time discussing the issues, specifically the type of issues he has with the criminal justice system and how he's not alone in it. So they'll be doing that, and Amazon will be uh, distributing it, uh, you know, streaming it. So you mean that $100 or $120 Amazon Prime you need now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week. Joke's <clears throat> on you guys. I don't know. I mean, not it still guys, makes it like $10 a month. Everybody. It's not the worst. You just still. Here's the thing. If you're paying for it strictly yeah, for video, I guess if you use maybe. It. But if you're using it for everything for that shipping, you get yeah. for it... I mean, it's a bargain. I'll still. tell you that two-day free shipping is nice. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you use advantage of the shipping, I just hate how I just hate how giant corporations like right. make you justify stuff and they're like, ha, 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 ha. Yep. Like, we're, 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 we're ever deeper into that's your just psyche. capitalism in general. Yeah, Everything that we buy materially, we got to justify it for ourselves. Otherwise, it's stupid. Everything's frivolous. But it's just a, a corporate, a giant corporation slapping us all in the face. Ah. Everything outside of your basic food groups, the clothes and the, the, the home you live in is all frivolous, if you really want to think about it. Bezos, dude. That's capitalism for you. If Bezos wasn't such like a fucking showy wannabe bodybuilder, I would say he's hiding something under his clothing, like, you know, like wings or like spikes. <laughs> or, Man, you know, wings. Some kind of chicken wings. There's chicken tenders. We'll Still. get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a little, um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Intermission? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of wings, 24 karat gold wings, because white people will do everything to their food except actually season it. That what a sounds... Waste. <laughs> what a waste of time, dude. Yeah, that sounds so silly. I don't know. God, fucking I've so had like stupid. a gold leaf before in a Sunday. Like I was at a bougie-ass lounge, and I was like, wow. I, want, I want dessert. And they had like a $12 Sunday, right. and it came with a small gold leaf. And I ate it. What was it like a mint leaf? What was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they just give you a regular mint leaf and you know charge you ten bucks? <laughs> or you know like four dollars probably. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Visually, with the color oh, schemes, yeah. with the stuff yep. like the chocolates they were using and the yep. shiny, shiny. Literally, the Sunday yep. looked like it came out of New Year's Eve. A filmmaker I worked on a, on an independent film with said people are basically fish. Yeah. Or seagulls. Yep. Birds. Yep. Or just birds. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, twenty four karat gold wings that cost a thousand dollars for a plate of them. Uh, <laughs> oh god! You can digest gold because it's in small yeah. flakes. And you know it's gonna be some frat douche that goes there with his fucking Instagram with his dad's money. Yep, with his Instagram account. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, oh yeah, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you though. <laughs> Just lit, trying to flex. I'm gonna be honest fucking now, bro. It's so lit. I, I want to be honest with you though. I totally want to see Two Chains do an episode of Most Expensive oh, yeah. Shit and be like, go and eat them and be yeah. like. Nah, man, the wings down south ten times better. <laughs> oh, I don't even think he would go up there. I'll tell you, the only gold I'll consume is gold schlager. Is there actually gold involved? Like, what makes yes, it gold schlager? They, okay. they have little golden gold flakes, flakes in it. Yeah. What kind of liquor is schlager? Like, uh, it's like a cinnamon whiskey. Okay. I think it's whiskey. Yeah, right? it's probably whiskey. Um, yeah, I think it is. Helped popularized by the movie Superbad. Yep. <laughs> if you uh, recall, they gold schlager, whoever uh, is it, um, Jules. M- yeah, who? What's the name of the actress again? That I'm like Emma Stone. Yep. I almost said Emma Star. Um, Probably a porn. Is, it's her character that wants gold schlager, isn't it? I think so. Because of the golden flakes. And then doesn't uh, Jonah Hill just start? He just drinks something, gets absolutely obliterated, and then. Yeah. It's a great movie. I need to see that movie again. It's been a while. I've never watched it. Oh, it's such a good movie. Bill Hader and Seth Rogen play cops. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, I can't stand Bill Hader, though. Really? I love Bill Hader. First and foremost, he's a phenomenal writer and he's extremely funny. I can't stand his face and facial expressions when he delivers his comedy. But otherwise, I appreciate all of the work he's done and all of the comedy that he's been involved in. He really is a very talented person. It's just, as an actor, it's hard for me to want to get into his, his visual aspect. Yeah, he's got good impressions. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think like his quote unquote bland face <laughs> helps him be able to do a lot of costume work and do a lot of like impressions. His, and then his talent of impressions. His as well. middle American white face. He just has no definitions to his face, so it's not like, so like he can really just, it's like, uh, that other guy, the guy from the one that ended up doing all the NFL stuff, uh, Frank Caliendo. He's got oh, a very yeah. soft, plain face, yeah. which allows him to play a lot of different characters. Yep. Looks like a white uh, American. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we could use this. White guy. America. We could use him. Shady. Let's see. White America. Next topic we can do. That could be quick. one of your kids. Ooh, Kimmy right. Schmidt. Uh, Ending after the season. Don't make me sad, dude. Uh, oh, this will be season time. four. They'll be splitting it in half. Yeah. So I heard they're doing a movie finale. Yep. So they'll be splitting this movie, the this season in half. So You'll get first, the first half of the season this year, the next half of the season next year, and I then they'll like be doing that. a movie to do a finale. So it's like it's like uh, what show did that uh, Breaking Bad? Not the movie part, but they split the splitting. The last a lot of cable television shows have been doing that. They split uh, it up. They they is do there that. a reason for that? Oh, it allows to, more time, and it also uh, gets people to to binge. To hype up. Yeah, and then their and then their streams go. Wow, Way through the roof, yeah. instead of giving it all at the same between, time. Between getting the, the type of attention and ad dollars, and they get to stretch out the story. It's like when they make movies two-parters. It's because it allows them to tell it the way they want. They have the the, the budget for it, and they have the, the green light. Not a lot of studios will be like, yeah, it's cool to delay this. We're, we're cool with you taking so. your time with this and spending more of our time and money and stress on it. Uh, but when a product is that good and you have that good of a relationship with the studio, they're willing to do it. For example, Harry Potter yeah. or uh, or these Avengers movies or uh, Breaking Bad. At the point that Breaking Bad or Mad Men had gotten to or Game of Thrones, those are all examples of which they've split a season because the studios are willing to let them do work uh, longer. 
I'd probably need my phone. <laughs> Unless anybody, you put a computer. Anybody, on a side note, is watching the Houston-Utah game. I think Clint Capella just got teed up for clapping. Literally. Had to have said something. He didn't. He said, "I like." He made an insane rebound, and then he said, "I like that" while clapping, and then he got teed up. Not to a ref, to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Come on, man. What kind of soft bullshit is that? You he makes a heroic rebound, making two or three guys around him look so soft, and then he gets teed up for being athletically gifted at advantage and hardworking. And then Dan Tony got gets a technical. Hashtag so that's a technical foul. That's a technical foul. <laughs> That was good. Dude, me, no, it, today me and uh, one of my coworkers were literally doing that voice like all day Boy, today. All along. So that's kind of weird that you said that. Prophecies. Man. Yeah, man. It's all connected now. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Every time I hear the word technical foul, I have that's to say that. It, it, it rings in your head, yeah, dude. True. And I mean, uh, you know, as much as my vision of Adam Sandler is mixed because I he has really good movies and then really bad movies, yep. that might have been his last really good movie. Yep. So... And it was cool seeing him in animation format. Yeah. Uh, to and to know that he did a lot of those voices, you know. So yeah. That was that was actually kind of. Cool. I want him. I think he he plays time. both the whitey and whitey and the yeah. and the, 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 the wife. They yeah. need Not to the wife. They name. need to. He needs Kitty. to make. Uh, isn't it Kitty? Probably. No, but there is a. You know what you're thinking of? Well, I think of Sunny Show. No, you're thinking um, of the cat in Whitey's dream. Dad. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Adam Sandler puts his finger, in, puts Whitey's finger up thinking, his own ass. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Because <laughs> I, I, I yelled that. Oh, and he was like, "That's ass. a nice kitty." Yeah. No. My fingers <laughs> in your mouth, yeah. kitty, but I don't feel any teeth. <laughs> so fucked up. Dude. <laughs> it's such a weird fucking movie. It's so that's such a fucked up line, but it's great. Is it already done? Yeah. That was a fast hour, dude. That was a fast hour. We're only 45 minutes on the actual recording, but that's because we were streaming 15 minutes of just talking. Oh, podcast listeners. It's going to be a slower episode until we build up to our final main event, but... Whatever that... We have a final main event? Yeah, we have a final main event. I didn't even know that. It's all right. Let's go on to the next quick topic. Uh, Since we brought up the NBA, the NBA telling Drake he's got to sit his ass down for cussing. (laughs) They were unhappy with him. I didn't even know that. They told him that uh, if it was any other, they told him please, you need to out. not, you need to not interact with the players in the way that you did, it's because true. he was cussing a lot, if I was and he was floor. getting in the players' faces, which isn't a good Dude. environment. It's the same situation with Ru- with Russell Westbrook when he had gotten in that fan's yeah. face because that fan kept yelling at yeah. him. Like that's not, I get that it's, it's Drake, but at the same time, like it's not a game. safe environment for the players. He would have been tired. If I did that, was the game I already got over? Or was it was it halftime? Mitchell got it. Is the end of the game? He he, and he didn't even do anything. So he must have said something. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think Drake should know better. It's just Dude. it's just Drake getting in the heat of the moment for his team. Yeah. He loves his team, man. I'm not mad at him for it. Come on, it's just man. and he understood it quickly. He understood. He's like, you know what? It's right. Like I shouldn't be acting this much of a right. fool. I should just yeah. show my love for the team. Yeah. Show my support. But don't pretend so you're I, an I, 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 for I me gotta... to be ugly in front of everybody and to this team where they're coming out and playing. You know, he understood it. He's not. He's not. Uh, I I have a few takes on that. First of all, why are you going after Perk? That's the last guy you should be wanting to. Go I don't know. I feel like there's a personal battle you in behind half. the scenes. He will fold Perk you in half. Perk will fold you in yep. half. And then, yeah, well, because then what Perk told him was like, "What are you gonna do about it?" So I'm pretty sure that was what, what the. All he's gonna do is just hold him by his head. <laughs> 
Hey, Drake is still a pretty tall guy, so he could probably still get his hand and to his face with a, with a with a face is mask. Like six ten or six yeah, eleven, yeah. maybe even seven. Drake's what probably six one, six two, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Hold on, let's but, look up Drake's height. There's then, no way he's got like a. There's no way he's got a seven foot wingspan. So no, no, he's Perkins six foot. Is, he's no, six foot tall. Damn man, I'm damn near as tall as Drake. Six, I'm five foot eleven and a half. But then like after Perk walked away and like security was by Drake, he was saying, "I didn't say that shit." Like I didn't say that shit. Like Drake, come on. Perk's not just gonna randomly come at you. What should have happened? I'm, is Perk- I'm sure there was a lot. I'm sure he was saying a lot that we didn't even get to see on camera because of the way oh, the yeah. broadcast. Stuff. I'm sure he was yelling a lot onto the court. Kendrick, you Perkins, hear everything as a basketball player when you got courtside seats. Yeah. He had the best opportunity to make viral content online. He could have made <laughs> call uh, clock. He could have made a fuck, or even he could have made like just like a diss track <laughs> to Drake, and he could have also said, Dude. "I'm the real Kendrick." And oh, it would have been man. unbelievable. Speaking of... Uh, it would have been unbelievable. You missed an opportunity by NBA players. Uh, that's okay. Apparently... Maybe he could have been Lil Perk. I was listening, Perk. Lil Perk. I was listening to a delayed listen to uh, Tiana Taylor's uh, Breakfast Club interview. And she was talking about how on this last album that she's putting out that Kanye has been producing for her, uh, that she'll be putting out in a few weeks. Or actually, I think it's in a month. I think her release is in June, not May. Uh that at first they did have songs, her and Iman Shumpert, because Iman Shumpert's getting his rap game together. Yep. Uh, but then when Kanye wanted to come in and do things, they decided to scrap that album, put it off to the side, and then start from scratch with Kanye working the productions. So I think what we're saying here is that Iman will be coming out with some sort of rap game yeah. coming out for us in the next five years. I, I see it. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, I would love to... And she says that he's... Good. I mean, I, say, I mean, granted, she's bars? his wife, but like, you know, I'm sure. Does he have bars like Lillard though? Oh, I forgot about Lillard. Jumper can rap. <laughs> he has that. Music, I believe it. He has a music video already. Yeah, yeah, yeah Might even have a couple. He has uh, some vocal contributions to her seven album that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's got some stuff, but apparently, like, they wrote a song together about their their kid. Uh, I forgot the kid's name, but like about their kid. So. I'm, I'm assuming that we'll see some Shumpert stuff coming up soon. Uh, once his basketball career starts winding down, he takes more of a backseat. Shouldn't take long. That's what I'm saying. A sorry, sorry, Shumpert. Just, <laughs> just throwing shade at Shumpert. It's alright, man. He did what he did for his you know, career. He's a good role player. Yeah, he's done what he's done for his career. He's not a bad player. He's just He made his money. Every, yeah, everyone has their, their moments in, in athleticism, in athletics. And, he did uh, have those on. insane, like, people's champ-like abilities to score... Yeah, insane shots and like yeah, he did. crazy dunks every once in a while too, yeah. which is crazy. He'd have his few bright spots for sure. Let's see next one that I got. Uh... Oh, this is a cool one. So Pocket Cast, my favorite podcasting app, was just acquired by uh, a group of people run by like a, like a like a group holding, and it's like a bunch of NPR affiliates plus oh. a couple other Chicago radio stations. Yeah. So like they bought the podcasting app. And they're not really going to do anything with it, but they're doing it so that they have access to statistics about podcasting, so they know how to adjust their material better, which is cool because it kind of sucks that, uh, like, we don't even get good podcast analytics for what we get. I don't know what our numbers are. And it could, and it's mostly because we have such low activity that they can't give a proper analysis. Hopefully, once we start getting some listeners, remember to follow us on Permeable Filter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
at Permeable Filter. That is P-E-R-M-E-A-B-L-E Filter. That's right, consumer. It's on you. And subscribe on iTunes so you know when the newest episode drops. Exactly. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play Music, and we're on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, I mean, Google Play Music might not be around for a while. We've got a couple more weeks till Google I.O., and I'll talk about that when the moment comes, but... Regardless, we are showing up on a bunch of podcasting apps. So whatever podcasting app you use, find us. If you can't find us, let us know. I'll make it happen. I'm telling you, just put put it on in the background while you're at work or something. Yeah. Just. I mean, we're we're just ambient noise, and then yeah. you hear say like one funny thing, and you're like, oh shit, and go back ten seconds and see what the fuck they're talking about. At yeah. least just find our shit and just scrub through it so we get a we yeah, get so we get a play. We get know? plays. We get <laughs> just do actually. Something. iTunes tells me how long you spend on a uh, on an really? episode. It'll be like. Uh, for episode 13, people have been listening to, on average, only 46 out of the one hour okay. type deal. So, it's interesting. They are keeping track of stuff, but it's still all... Mm. Podcasting is the future of media. Not not of media, but like it's a future uh, medium for oh, media. Yeah. Right. In which that we are seeing a lot of ingenuity... Or, uh, seeing a lot of new creativity and flexibility and people talking about all kinds of different things. So... I mean, there's a podcast about everything. There really and is. And then there's multiple podcasts about everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know. We're a general pop culture podcast. Do you know how many of us there are? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know how many sports podcasts there are? Do you know how many tech podcasts there are? Business podcasts? Uh, social justice podcasts? Like, everything. There's a podcast about everything. There's conservative podcasts. There's yeah. alt-right it, podcasts. There's podcasts about everything. Yep. It's no longer there's an app for that. It's there's a podcast for that. It really is. It's, it, it's really coming down to that. And totally true. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm feeling overwhelmed with all the kind of podcasts that I want to get into. Like, my podcast list on my Pocket Cast app is just growing. Yep. Like, I'm listening to Serialized Podcasts, which is a really cool medium. I'm listening to, uh, you know, weekly podcasts. Did you start uh, Armchair Expert yet? No. You should do that. I'm, I'm behind on everything, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how do you say his last name? Delia. Oh, Delia. Oh man, I can't wait to see this I, week's episode when he goes in on Logan Paul. I, I need to, I need to start listening so to his good. too. I'm it's literally so just gonna fun. listen to this week's episode to hear what he talks about with Logan Paul because yeah, that that dude. tweet dude, beef you, was hilarious. Dude, if you guys he can, just shat on Logan oh, Paul's man. life. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Shoot him up and spit him out. If you can find. Crystalia used to be on a podcast called Ten Minute Podcast with Will Sasso and Brian Callen. Okay. And they started it when Vine was big. So Sasso and Delia had Sasso's for, Vine was hilarious. Yes. So they and and Callan didn't really do anything on Vine, but he was a comedian, so it was a good blend. Before, I mean, it was while podcast was getting big, but it's not like how it exploded in the past few years. And they eventually split it off. It's still a podcast with Will Sasso and a couple other guys. But if you can find old ten minute podcast episodes. I'm sure they're out there. Unbelievable. I'm sure they're out there. The th- oh my god, the things they say, and then like, just how fucking like completely stone cold they'll say fucked up stuff to each other, and <laughs> extreme sarcasm and just put downs all the time. Ooh. It's unbelievable. You know what's my favorite thing about Will Sasso? No show sucks in this frame. You, you know what's my favorite thing about Will Sasso? He really totally made the Three Stooges movie. I didn't even see like, it. It was it was an average movie, but his his take on uh, I think he was Curly. No, not Curly. Oh. What was his character? Which one was he? Fuck. Mo. No, not Mo. So then it's the third one. Yeah, no, that I can't no think of right now. right now. Only corner shots for Joe Engels. He was Curly. Yeah, I was right. He was Curly. All right, his 
him to doing Curly was mind-blowingly well. Like, mm-hmm. he did a really good job. And he's, cause he's a really good comedian, man. He's got that... Mm-hmm. And his uh, his physical delivery yep. of the, physical hitting the... Comedy. Yeah, no, no. He's really good at what he does. And, he can uh, stretch his face so well, too. Yeah. And, well, actually, one of my favorite things about... Uh, well, Sasso's appearances in How I Met Your Mother as the as the bartender. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, say something about my hair. <laughs> I like his his Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I've seen those. Those, are, you know, he's a really talented individual, man. Yeah. I, I really would vines, like to get more into his the work. Vines where he have like a lemon or an orange just pop out of his mouth for no reason. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the Beverly explode. Hills Ninja. Too little Sasso. He was in an episode of Doctor Who back in '96. Damn. He was in Happy Gilmore as a mover. Like, you oh, just see him. Okay. Yeah, he's not really. <laughs> Big credit on that one. Uh, Big credits see. only. Hot takes only. My my personal uh, favorite. favorite is not hot takes only. It's all takes all the time. Yo, he was in an uncredited episode of Fresh Prince as a classmate. Wow. That's dope. Oh, man. Like, re- before... What year was it? Like, before... 93, Mad- season so 4. So, like, before Mad TV, I think. Yeah, that is before Mad yeah. TV. Mad TV was in 97. Wow. That's when he started doing Mad TV. Yo, he was in Lilo and Stitch, the TV show. There was a TV show? Yeah, the TV show was awesome. Cause, so, Canadians. like, Stitch's... Darn Canadians. <laughs> Stitch's uh, experiment 626. Yeah. So then the TV show was uh, was exploring like all the ex- evil experiments that the the evil scientists made. Oh, so like okay. every episode they encountered a different experiment uh, alien. So it, oh, that yeah. was a fun show. Was there, was there? It was like a like a Dexter's Laboratory kind of thing, or like a more just like there's an evil guy that they're no. Against. So what? So in the movie, there's the evil scientist that created Stitch. Oh yeah. And because he was a he was a fugitive of the Galactic Empire, he oh, got his yeah. way to Earth. That's right. To go capture Stitch to take him back. Otherwise, if he wasn't able to do that, they'd throw his ass in jail. Yep. So at the end, the the evil scientist like gets a change of heart, and he's like, "All right, I'm not evil anymore. Whatever." Oh. But then what had happened in the show, like the pilot episode, it was like somehow all of his experiments that was held in a canister, because all the experiments were put in these like. Uh, these little balls, like dehydrated balls, and as soon as they came in contact with water, it'd be like, Pah, you like came out of your pod type deal. Like a bath bomb. Yeah, exactly. Literally like a bath bomb. Because bath bombs. I'm gonna be honest, I'm pretty sure one of the balls ended up in a bathtub in one of the episodes. So what had wow. happened was is that do they have the patent on bath bombs? Yeah, they probably should. hope so. Stitch has Disney would make a shit ton from that. So what had happened was is that uh so like in the pilot episode of the TV show, whatever collection of all of his experiment pods, like a burst. And then went all over the earth, and then they, like, all landed in bodies of water. Lakes, oceans, bathtubs, rivers, whatever. Hmm. So then, like, every episode it was like, uh, we gotta go capture that experiment and, like, dehydrate him again before he wreaks havoc onto all of humanity. Right. So, I guess Will Sasso played one of those uh, crazy experiments. Hmm. Ooh, he was in Shameless. He was in Curb. Shameless, another show that I gotta finish watching. Yeah, I gotta finish Shameless, too. I watched like the first two seasons. He's got a very healthy career. Shout out to Will Sasso, man. I know you're never going to listen to this podcast, but uh, let's do like a Skype call one of these days. Yeah, if you ever want to come on as a guest, we'll (laughs) We'll do a Skype call. We might actually get some viewers. Man, fuck the viewers. I just want to talk to Will Sasso. Right, yeah, that's it. Have him just talk, make some funny we'll, voices. We'd, we'd have to come up with, like, real interview questions, though. Right. Yo, man, here's a list of his impersonations. 
Bill Clinton, Bruce Willis, Chris Farley, what? Drew Carey, The Rock, no. Elton John, Elvis Presley, did you George say, Lucas. Did you say The Rock? Yeah. Like The Wrestler? Like The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson. Huh. Uh, George Bush. How do you impersonate The Rock? You just do. I don't know. Does he do like, <laughs> do you smell his, his Hulk, Will Sasso's Hulk Hogan is nuts. Yep, Hulk Hogan's on this list. James Gaffaldini. Oh, oh I've so seen those funny. before. His his Arnold though is like it's it's unbelievable. Ooh, De Niro, Paul Schaefer, Michael McDonald. That one that one is so funny. When he, Wayne Newton. His his singing like Michael McDonald. Oh my god. Yo, he was a professional wrestler. Will say so. I think I knew that. He's really his the so the ten minute podcast now is like all about wrestling. Well, not all about wrestling, but... But he talks a lot. He's a big fan of WWF and E, is what it says. And they've invited him to come do impersonations of the different wrestlers. Now, quickly, WWF or WWE? Uh, Fuck them both. (laughs) All WWF. F all day. That was the glory days of wrestling. We need the World Wildlife Foundation. Back before, like, when we like to pretend it was still real. Like, now people just don't give a shit and know it's a huge act. And, by the way, the acting in the WWE now... Tragic. It is dude, so ass. I feel like it was old. Back tragic. in the day, dude. Ah, dude, I don't know. Back in the day, it seemed a little it more was real. I feel like back in the day... But I was also a kid, so... Yeah, it was also... Was it, was, it was, like, just nuts back in the day. And now... But it seems like now they don't even try to hide that it's fake. You know, it's... Nah. Well, while we're still talking about TV, let's talk about Arrested Development. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I just got so excited. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yeah, so the creator of Wrestle Development put out a like two-page like memo out on Twitter to and, announce a season five this summer. And quick side note, talk about us predicting the future last week. Yeah, everything we <laughs> talked about like, like came up. to fruition. Like throughout <laughs> the next week, we're like, what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the creator of Wrestle Development has shouted out saying that uh, season five will be coming sooner than we think. So I'm assuming a summer release, probably fall at the latest. Um, but to hype it up, he announced that on. May 4th, which was this past Friday. Uh, May the 4th be with you. Yes. and uh, But in terms of the rest of development, it's Cinco de Cuatro, in which it's when the Booth family would throw a giant party because they were able to get a bunch of stuff on the cheap, and then they could avoid the Cinco de Mayo celebrations and still make all the money. So that was really funny that he did that. And what he had done is that for season four, which was a Netflix exclusive versus the Fox syndicated seasons one through three, he created, I think it was 13 episodes for season four, and he did it in the in the vantage point styles format format where every episode followed a character telling the same story, but you saw it from the viewpoint of that character. And at the end of the season, you got to piece together all the stories and all the viewpoints to get the final vision. So he decided he was going to remix season four into turning it into a 22 episode season. Um, he said, A, I wanted to do it to see if I could do it, and I did it, so it's awesome. And B, Hell yes. down the line, uh, I'm going to make some money by syndicating this so I can put it on regular broadcast syndication. So it's kind of cool that he was doing it. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, but, me neither. Uh, I'll probably can't... get to it this week or next week. I'm debating if I want to finish The Office first or not. But Where are you at in The Office? Season four. Have you ever watched The Office before? Like two or three times. So you, you already know how it ends. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, fuck it. Just start the rest of the development. I know, but it's like, ah. Make The Office the show you watch while you eat and go to sleep, and then make Arrested Development the show that you watch when you come True. home from work and just chilling for an I hour. Could do that, but yeah. Just adjust your lifestyle. We'll see. Um, let's see. What's next? 
dead air. Do you guys want to hear about me rant about the United States putting sanctions on Huawei and ZTE, two Chinese tech companies, or not? Nah, you guys don't. Just fuck. <laughs> if anyone gives a fuck, reach out on the podcast. I'll talk about it later. It's not time sensitive. I can talk about it whenever. Yeah. It's just a really interesting idea. It's, it's it's a bargaining chip for this looming trade war between us and China. But granted, ZTE did break laws and we gave them a chance. And then seven years later, they still didn't do it. Or five years later, they still didn't do anything. So we had to fucking punish them for it. Um, let's see. Ooh. Elon Musk was like, if you can't handle volatile stock, get the fuck out. So then his stock dropped 8% for Tesla. <laughs> dude, that guy. Is, I'm, he's turning. I'm. He is a quack, dude. I'm telling you. This he's guy's, not a quack. This guy's a nut job. He's a nut job. He's not a quack. I mean, his thing is, is that he's like, because he was getting pissed because every year it's the same story from these investigative journalists who keep asking him like, you know, how are you running your business, blah, 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 and all that. And it's like, no, you guys are baiting me into answering questions that clearly are going to make you look bad. So he's just getting pissed. And he's like, this is a business. Businesses are going to have highs and lows. You can't, if you're sitting here thinking that I'm going to be this company in which your stock is only going to go up every day, I wish that was the truth, but it's not. Right. So like, but he did it like in a really like, ang- not angry, but like erratic way. And I think he did it on a... It was his tone, wasn't it? I don't know if he did it on Twitter or if it was on the sa- on the earnings call because they just had reported their first quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, fuck it. Like, yeah, you're just mad about it. I, I mean, I'd be mad too. Like, people just constantly asking you, why are you failing? It's like, just let us talk to you about what we're planning to do and one day we'll succeed. But, uh, but God by the way, his flamethrowers are finally about to start shipping to customers. I think he figured out his customs issue. So I wish I got a flamethrower. Would have made my shoveling a lot easier. But I guess by the time that you're shipping, I, w- I would need them for the next yeah, one. Yeah, right. And by then the price might drop, so. Well, they're sold out, and God knows if he's planning to do another run. Yeah, that's true. I think it was just him just trying to be funny and, like, we make a lot of money selling these stupid flamethrowers that look like stormtrooper guns. I mean, they look pretty dope. <laughs> they look dope, I mean. man. I would have loved to have one. Uh, he also said yesterday that he's going to start a candy company. A candy company? Yeah, I'm pretty sure just everybody trolls on Twitter now. I, that's I, it. It's I just feel like all, like all these celebrities got into the trolling the, concept. Like it's no longer just everyday. No, users. he's definitely <laughs> doing that. He's got to be because he hurls out ideas all the time, but then you never hear of them again. No, you hear about them, but they just move slowly because he's working on like ten different things at the same time. He could put out. He could start this candy company today, right? Guarantee the first candy bar we see is ten years from now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, he's running SpaceX. He's running Boring Company, and he's running Tesla. All while probably still churning out a bunch of other ideas. And those three companies that he's already running aren't, like, easy. They they require a lot of build-up and, like, creating them. But he's this celebrated genius, quote-unquote, and everyone wants to get in on the ground floor with Elon Musk because he's going to create something and make a lot of money for yeah. all the stockholders. So, Or so they say. Uh... Does anybody have anything to talk about sports before John comes back? Because I have a film academy one that I want to bring up, but I want him around. I'm trying to think what's happened in this last week. Not really. Nothing too exciting. Uh, Boy Scouts will be dropping the boy in Scouts so they could invite girls in. Now, I, I, I don't think that's the solution to the problem no. of the Girl Scouts. No. Fix the Girl Scouts. That's all I'm saying. Just and, make the then, Girl Scouts just as great as the Boy Scouts. And I'm saying this as somebody who was a Boy Scout, like... Boy Scout program is awesome. I can't speak on the Girl Scout program because I don't have any sisters and I don't know anybody that was in Girl Scouts to like ask them about this. 
But as far as I'm concerned, the Girl Scout program is like the Cub Scout program. It's very like small-minded and slow, and it doesn't have a lot of development for once the girls get a little bit older, like mm. in middle school and in high school. Yeah. And I might be wrong on this, but if I am wrong, correct me. And if I'm not wrong, well, Girl Scouts should start developing a higher or, or a program for older age kids uh, and continue to try to keep the girls in the program. I mean, yeah. Scouts is a great... I mean, I don't know. Were you guys ever in Scouts? I was for like a year or two, but... No, I wasn't. You weren't? I learned a lot from Boy Scouts. I mean, I, granted, I dropped out after freshman year of high school, did but not that was just a time shit. consuming. But see, like, Cub Scouts, I didn't learn much. We'll see. Okay. Once I, I, I was in Cub Scouts, yeah, I wasn't like, in Boy Scouts. When I was a wee blows in Boy Scouts, or Cub Scouts, I started learning some things. But once I got into the Boy Scouts, like, I learned a lot of things. I, I, I learned things that my dad probably wished he could have taught me. I learned things about American culture and society that I never would have learned from tv and uh my parents to begin with and it's not nothing like that they're they're lacking it. it's just this is not the same upbringing like i'm around parents or uh, fathers who were chaperoning for the kids my dad helped out when he could but like those guys were like your traditional american dads and i got to learn a lot of those lessons that they would teach their own sons i learned from them as well right and i mean i learned how to i've developed cooking and cleaning skills from them i developed you know outdoorsman skills from them i mean that's when i learned how to shoot a gun like yeah. There's a lot of things that I got to learn about the American life from Boy Scouts. And the Boy Scouts program is it's great. I love it. As much as it gets ridiculed by, yeah. <laughs> by people in high school. <laughs> um, but now, so if they're doing this, what happens to the Girl Scout program? Like, That's what does, I'm saying. Does that still exist? Or? It does, because they are separate entities. They have no relation. So, But the, it just seems... The Girl Scouts of America was created as a concept to give girls the same idea. But it was not developed by the same organization as the Boy Scouts of America, so like they were doing things differently yeah. in their own way, which, for better or worse, has its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, but at this point now, with a lot of the girls saying that we want to be part of the Boy Scouts, and it's not because they want to join the boys, it's because the Boy Scouts program is a superior program. Okay. And that's just the unfortunate truth. Yeah. Especially as a person gets older. Like, again, I think this is only affecting... Boys, well, it actually might affect Cub Scouts too, but I feel I, like you'd have to do both, because if you only yeah, do Boy I Scouts think, and not Cub Scouts, like I think they're allowing it for both. They're inviting girls into both, but they're just gonna change the name Boy, and then I think they'll just move to to, to Scouts of America or Young Scouts of America. I and, feel like okay, if you're gonna do that, then just combine the two, you know, like I wish, but there's money involved because they are business entities. I think they're still considered a nonprofit, but they still are run as businesses. Right. So you would have to have a merger of corporations yeah. together, and that's a messier process. Yeah, I was say but trickier, but I feel like it's a process that still needs to be done. Yeah, and there's all a whole conversation about oh, having men around, uh, having men around the little girls, but all that, and you know, what are they going to learn from the men? They should also learn from the women too, because there are different things that you learn in Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts, yeah. and I think. Both groups of children could learn from each other. I mean, why not? Or uh, do they run year-round? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you're always... When you're a scout, it's a year-round thing. Like, okay. you do stuff in the winter, stuff in the summer, spring, fall. You have different camping trips, retreats, uh, service programs. Uh, you run all kinds of charity drives, everything. I mean, there's... Oh, I mean, that's what I think what, what drove me to quit in high school is because when I started my, my high school stuff... I didn't have time for Boy Scouts because, I mean, you were doing something, you were doing an, a, 
bigger event to plan towards, like once or twice a month. Yeah. And once the summer months hit, it was a lot more common, a lot more eventful because the summer hit, and they were taking advantage of you know kids not being in school, so mm-hmm. they get to run these longer summer programs and stuff like that. But I mean, it was cool. I got to do stuff like volunteer for like a, a moving veterans wall for the Vietnam vets. Like, they had, like, a one-fourth scale model of the one that's in D.C. So, like, and it was visiting everywhere. So when it visited Madison, like, our troop went out to go, like, just be volunteers to, like, police the place, I guess. Okay. Like, hand out pamphlets and stuff like that. And just have the veterans come in and, you know, listen to stories and stuff like that. But What have you? I just, I don't know. I don't think this is the solution. No. I think the solution is either to improve the Girl Scouts or, like we said, find a way to merge them together. Because yeah. the boys should learn some stuff that the Girl Scouts learn. And yeah. the girls should learn the stuff that the Boy Scouts learn. So, but... All right, John's back. So, John, Film Academy boots out Cosby and Roman Pulaski. Good. Fuck them. It's the start. Fuck so, them <laughs> Imagine, they imagine once we start hitting more of these, uh, these, these people that are yeah. in the film industry. Yeah. can Dude, finally start kicking them we out can, of their accolades. We can appreciate the art from when they created it, but we don't have to cherish them as people. Yep. Exactly. I mean, we should stop doing that anyway. It's a great that's why, when it. we create celebrity, that's what we do. Not to say that there aren't people who... You know, we should emulate our lives after, but when you turn their lives into a game and you fucking and you turn their lives into false time, idols, like right. no, no, no human is such a perfect idol for you to want to grow up after. I mean, and like, now I'm not in the camp that's gonna sit here and demonize all the the shows and films that Cosby was a part of. No, 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 no. Content's but fine. But as it's a as a man, out. he's a fuck. You know? Exactly. But by all means, we cannot discount the work that he did on Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids show and then, like, the actual Cosby show. Like, yep. those were... Stand-up. I mean, in his stand-up. Uh, Even but, though it's not my style, but... But he influenced so much of comedy afterwards. So, I mean, his work, I will yep. always celebrate, but as a man, fuck him. It's the same thing for me with, as R. Kelly, too. Yeah. yeah. R- Yo, man, you know what? R. Kelly has given us enough music, great <laughs> music that we can listen to for the rest of it, Fuck this man now. Just, just on, get yeah. him in jail already. Yeah. Seriously. He needs to pay his debt to... <laughs> Put him in not just society. He needs to pay his debt to America as a whole. Like, oh my God. Just... <laughs> yeah, put him in a padded room and just give him one of those sex dolls <laughs> just... and they can look like they're 13 and he can pee on it, whatever And then he wants. somebody's got to get control of his masters and just put all proceeds to like a woman's shelter type yep. shit. And yep. just... So we can sit here and still listen to 12 Play and Black Panties and... and double up and all that and he can just all that money from the streams and shit can just go straight to a woman's shelter or some sort of program that helps disenfranchise people around the country and not to R. Kelly's bitch ass uh, it's, it's, it's time that we gotta start it's good though but then but my problem is we still but the film academy made a good first step yeah. for everyone afterwards everybody now the issue is pe- there are people that won't even accept people's art They'll, they just want to throw away the whole thing. That's fine. But that's stupid. It's stupid. We're all, we're all flawed in our own way. It depends way. on as to how they look at it. Are they saying that we got to throw away the art because we don't want any of our support to support them monetarily? I understand that. Right, right, right. But now streaming... But to you to go like, when I watch the Cosby show, all I see is a man who rapes women. I'm oh, like, right. where did you get that from any episode of the Cosby show? Except for the one where he talks about his special barbecue sauce. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I saw about. that clip on Twitter. I was there like, are Ooh. some moments where it's creepy, but... But then again, I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, I can see where some people see it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that much because so much but of the I, rest of the show isn't like that. Dude, you know what? So, you know what's really weird? Like, you can go back and see those moments, right? The creepiest thing of all time is if you go back and there's videos that people have compiled of Matt Lauer saying things yeah. and doing things. Oh, my God. 
He was always weird, though. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. He just, was always weird. But it, but like when that news broke, I wasn't surprised. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was like, man. There was one. Weird. There was one they did as a sketch. For I don't know if it was cross promotional or within within his whatever whatever that show was that he hosted on what today NBC or the, NBC used to do a lot of sharing and they they did a sketch where the the female anchors walk in and he like flashes from the you see like the back of him they're shooting from the back of him and you see him like pull open his like shirt suit coat yeah. oh okay and then he's just in his boxers too and then there's like some crude jokes and it's like dude like now that you like, yeah, no, we were able to give that a pass because it's like, oh, it's a funny, crude joke that's like a joke about how, like, the opposite of what you're But now you gotta to think about, work. like, man, I wish, I wish those, those ladies involved in the sketch could recount the, the production process of creating that sketch. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, did they yeah. feel uncomfortable and they just have to get shoehorned oh, into it? Oh, or yeah. was it like, They're all we were down with it and then jobs. later on when we learned that he was a creep, we realized we shouldn't have been, you know, part They're of that sketch. to lose their jobs. And then Everyone's afraid to lose their job, man. You don't want to... It's hard, like... That's why we always call these people who do the, the, the right thing, we call them brave and courageous, because right. you do put a lot on the line, man. Every, it's, it's hard for you to know that you are risking your livelihood right. because we work so hard to live a life where we can finally have that job that we always right. wanted to make the money and to live our lives without having to worry about money, but do you think, it's hard. Do you think the, the language of... of of course, you need to, to break through the, the issue to hold on to it properly as a society. But do you think the language of calling people brave when they call people out latently is wrong? And that we should change the language around it and say, like, this is, like, morally right? Like, I just have a... Like, give an example. I'm not really understanding what well, you're saying. Well, I, I don't even know if I can give a concrete example. I'm just wondering if the better way to go about, like like finding all these creepy asshole males that are in power like exposing them instead of saying like oh you're so brave for what you did not say that you're not brave but that that just like creates this stigma that like you have to be brave to do this you feel like it's like that's kind of like a patronizing right right right. you're you're like oh you're so brave like we care now yeah and it becomes this fucking like bandwagon where like oh now like it's like we're glad you did this you're so brave instead of saying like as a society like yeah, that's a morally right thing to do, and fuck that person that fuck that did horrible shit. Yeah, I think I think when we call someone brave or courageous when they do these, things, I don't think it's bad. I, it's, it's not bad, but I think when people say that, they're speaking as a position of fear because they know they would have never done it. Yeah, but you're right. We should right. change there's, the way we approach, to, the way we celebrate right. these people. There we has should, to be some way to gain traction as a society. We should show but, it more as we should react more with support. Rather than right. acknowledgement. Right, right, right. You know, we should, we should react right. as in like, okay, you said this. Now, not to say that you're wrong, right. but tell us what we can do to support you. Tell us the evidence yeah. so that way we can go and move forward into writing your wrong, or right. writing the way you've been wrong. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but maybe, you're right, because when we, when we just say that, oh, she was so brave yeah, to right. bring this up. You're just doing it to We're dismissing say it. it. Yeah, yeah, you're just saying things then. And that's where we get people to right. go like, oh, I don't believe. Right. You know, they're, they're just saying it right. for exactly. whatever... And of course, Reason. they're just and saying. Of course, it. you have to acknowledge it for a while before you can move past that kind of movement or whatever. Where it be, from a movement to like actual acceptance into law, but maybe it just speaks on the catch twenty two nature of people. 
saying anything in the first place. Because well, the thing is, they're going to lose their job or get chastised as a career. Yeah. The thing the is, media, is that it's not even TV. so much as the law is. Uh, well, the, but there I mean, is there are laws in place to deal with these situations. Right, but the people who are in charge of them within the organizations are not being lawful. And not to mention, being this is more of a corporate culture issue rather than a government law issue. Exactly. Because see what happened with Cosby. As soon as the evidence was able to be put down on the table with no... Fucking see ya. Yep. With, with, no, uh, with no interference by corporate entities to, uh, to try to, to discredit these women who put forth the case against Cosby, the law was able to deal out, you know, the guilty verdict. Right. The law, for the most part, 80% of the time, it's, we have protections legally that can help us with these situations. It's, it's getting to the courtroom is the issue. It's, it's getting the evidence into the courtroom is the issue. And that's where, as a society, as a group of people, as, uh, as citizens of America, we need to... And not just America. I mean, this has to be done everywhere around the world. Right. I mean, in America, we're lucky that we've got the kind of protections to help us. Right. Oh, yeah. The, this type of shit is not an American issue. This type of shit is a humankind issue. Oh, this yeah, happens it's a human everywhere. It's rights issue everywhere. Because no matter where you are yep. in the world, as human nature, yep. there's always going to be a fuck that will try to assert their dominance over another person in one way, shape, or form. Yep. And the unfortunate fact is a lot of the times it happens in a sexual manner. It can yep. still happen in a racial manner. It can happen in a classism manner, sexist manner. general violence. Yeah, I mean, there's general ways that people assert their dominance. So, But one way or the other, I mean, this has to be dealt with. And oh. we're, we're making moves. Yeah, I've, we're doing it. If, Everything moves Cosby was accused anyway. how many times in the last 40 years? Oh, you know what I mean? A lot. So the fact yeah. that it's finally hitting now, or or, or, or R. Kelly. R. Kelly will get his time in the next year. I you guarantee you. Within 12 so. months. Yeah, right. So Within fact, 12 months, a solid lawsuit. The fact that up. Meek Mill went to jail and R. Kelly did not go to jail. Exactly. Yeah, that's oh travesty. Oh my god. Um, I kind of want to circle back to appreciating the art still because I really want to get your yeah. opinion on this. Yeah. yeah. So where do you fall on Brand New and Jesse Lacey? Ooh. Another one of my favorite bands, so I might be a little bit biased, but I, for a while, it was hard for me to listen to their music because some of the lyrics that he ha- uses but then when you realize the whole thing he's really like shitting on himself when yeah. he talks about like being like um promiscuous or unfaithful and stuff um but beyond that like it is difficult at the same time i love so much of their music that i can't really go against it it's... and so for me it's usually easy for me to separate the art and the person okay if as long as the art that they have doesn't negatively impact anybody. Okay, and see, I actually read an article that basically said the same thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of shitty that this happened. So but many, it doesn't so many mean you still can't appreciate you yeah. know the music that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some, like every time I come across a brand new song on Spotify it's now, it's like, do I want to listen to this or right. is it just like, is it wrong? Like, right. and I find myself in this moral conundrum, and I just end up skipping it because I'm like, man. But it sucks because I love Brand New and so much of their music and I want to listen to them but it's like just knowing, having that in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah. With with creative people, especially creative people that have their egos just like exploded into infinite size because they become famous or Mm -hmm. they have a song that, or whatever, it's usually those people that have some tendency or... Know, bad preference or bad taste or just immorality in somewhere that it really really gets accentuated so can we time. get for some background for the podcast listeners and for myself because i don't really know so what was he 
he accused or found guilty of. He solicited. I th- I don't remember. I don't know if she was underage or if she was just like. I think she was age. underage. And he like solicited her photos and lewd content like for years, and then she eventually sent so. him stuff. But she just felt like she was like trapped in the, by the situation okay. because he would like emotionally abuse her and stuff. Okay. And I think it was a strictly an online. Like encounter relationship if you want to call it that or encounter um but i actually don't know all the details either yeah but it's just it's uncomfortable because i i saw the initial report or whatever and then i i never heard any follow-up on it so and that's why right. like You're i probably got probably working here's the thing it's the right way to deal with stuff like this don't make it too public so that details don't get destroyed. Right. Well, and it helps that they're not in the public eye as much as like Cosby or Art yeah, and they and also stuff. they also basically released a final album and said we're not going to be a band anymore. Okay. Yeah. So and then it came about after that or right when that was going to get released. I think. And but so the, when I didn't hear the follow up, I think it was like a couple months later. I actually googled it again and I found a story that's like you know I was hoping I would find something that he was denying it, but he just apologized yeah. and I was like, damn. Yeah, so dude. he did it. It's fucked up, man. That's what makes it even harder is like knowing that he did it. It's right. Like, yeah, it's hard, and especially if you look up to them as an artist. Yeah. That, so that's when it, that's when it's really difficult. Like, if you like, Michael Jackson's like the most cliche example. I grew up listening to Michael Jackson because my mom loved Jackson Five and his early solo stuff, and so I I mean I grew up with Michael Jackson, but he wasn't like my musical idol. So yeah. for me, it was easy to separate the two. I was like, I fucking love his music. It's great. All the contributions to pop music in general, even just music and American culture with music. I still was don't think Michael was guilty of it. The way right. everyone thinks it was. I Regardless for me, it's no matter what happened, I can separate the two because it was so important what he did and I can appreciate his music from the outside. The With Brand New, it was... It's more difficult. I still can because I love the music so much, but it's more difficult because I now, like idolized their lyricism and songwriting. With, with Brand New, and we'll get into this same rhetoric when we get to the final topic tonight, but uh, do you feel that any of the music was influenced by this guy's habits? Oh, yeah, I think so. There's certain songs in their earlier stuff where it's like sexually driven or... Imp- but it's where he no, like feels. No, sexually driven is different. But but, is, but it's like but it's like not perverse, but like uncomfortable. Where where actually he will turn himself into a victim in certain songs, or where he basically has like tons and tons of like regret. Okay. About things that now you can fig- like put the pieces together that that's probably what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. It's hard to. It could be about other things, too. It could just be his general mentality. I don't know. There's a lot of tortured people in the arts in general throughout history, so there's always imperfect people. The mo- some of the most gifted or culturally important artists of any co- any medium are the most fucked up or tortured, so just what happens. Well, yeah, so that's it's an interesting conversation to always be had. Uh and everyone's in different positions. Yep. I think with me, the reason why I can separate the artist from the art, unless the artist's fuckery is exhibited in the art. Right. Um, 
my reason is because, and I'll get back on this later too, is that I don't idolize anybody. I don't look up to anybody in terms of like that. A lot of the people that I look up to are direct people in my life. And until those people show some sort of fuckery, which I don't think so ever because I know them so well yeah. and they're so involved in my life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't look up to them. They're not my role models. And I feel like a lot of people, they are. And that's and I can understand that. A lot of people grow up looking at, you know, people look up to Cosby as a personal hero. He really is. For a lot of people, they were, the, especially people who are in that industry afterwards when they always say that he influenced me so much. And like, it's the same thing with like, you know, or like Michael Jordan or with uh, Mike Jackson or with uh, Prince. Like, people like looked up to them in a matter of way and they right. felt driven by them and stuff like that and i never necessarily did you know i always enjoyed people's work but uh my like so i think that's the difference for me and i think yeah. that's why i'm able to separate it but everyone some people can separate it due to logic like yourself where you're like unless it's directly affecting the art right. i don't see it so as long i get to enjoy it yeah it's... because no human is perfect and not but i'm not saying that because they are a fucked up person that we can give them a pass for being imperfect because that's not the way you should be imperfect. You should be imperfect by, like, you're rude sometimes. Or... Right. You, right. Or... or um, An issue with arrogance. Or arrogant. Right. Or, or, or cockiness. Ego, yeah. yeah, or... Uh, but not like this. But not like this. This is... This is predatory uh, shit. Yeah, this this type of fuckery, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's detrimental to the people around yep. you, you know? Being rude is being rude, but... Being a pervert, or being a rapist, or being... Yeah. Or emotionally destroying someone because they wouldn't, and then because of the emotional destroying, you're also professionally destroying them. Right. Like in the in the sense of Harvey Weinstein and a lot of the others uh, that are in those positions of power in which they they destroy these people's careers. Yeah. Um. Because they didn't get the quote unquote TLC that they wanted from them. No. Do you? That's a lot of shit. Do you think that? This, I don't want to get too weird, but do you think no, that uh, s- certain artists? I think. You have to bar like Weinstein and people that just wanted to make money and have power over okay. things. Versus th- businessmen versus artists. Do you think artists that are tortured and are fucked up, do you think if they weren't fucked up or didn't have trauma in their life that created these new things, do you think that they wouldn't make the art that they make? There's a difference between living a traumatic moment in your life yeah. and inflicting traumatic moments in others. But, if, but uh, so many people who are abusers have been abused. So True, yeah. so do you think the people that I'm not trying to this it's going to no, sound no. like I'm being an apologist No no abuse, but you're but, you, look there's there's never uh you can't be like an extremist of just demonizing someone and saying like there's no reason like there's a reason is the reason validated and by all means no but it's it's an explanation like when we talk about Michael Jackson for example why was he hanging out with young children it's because the way that his father abused him He's mentally a child. He never grew up mentally. Or not mentally, but like emotionally in a way. Because he had to be a man from the beginning. And he wasn't sleeping. Oh, yeah. But like that's, I mean, so for him that he finally got the freedom from his father at a certain point, he was able to get a roller coaster in his backyard. Because when you're 30, we don't care for roller coasters. But for him, he's finally free. He finally gets to be a yeah. 13-year-old or 15-year-old and go on roller coasters. So, and he has money, so why not? Like, it's like a Richie Rich story. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I'll know? tell you, if I had the money, I'd put a roller coaster in my backyard. Yeah, but when you're 50, would you still feel the same sentiment? Maybe. you probably, Or 40. You probably also want to invite children over. Well, right. Over. Yeah, but, but again, like I was saying, <laughs> I mean, 
But I'm saying this is how I see it. I'm not justifying oh, it. Yeah. I'm not saying what I'm saying is right. right. I'm just saying from the way that I have viewed, and again, I have to look at this in retrospect. You know, all of this Michael Jackson shit was going on in the '90s. Uh, I was maximum five years old when all this. Oh was yeah, going. you yeah, know what I mean. Know, so yeah. like, what the hell am I gonna say about all this? Right. But we'd have to go watch all the court proceedings and all that. We'd shit. have to be involved and immerse ourselves entirely in the society right. and see every little tidbit, right. things that we've dismissed as like. National Inqui- uh, Inquisitor bullshit that actually could have been true. Right. Like, because that's how we deal with today. Today we are able to see the tweets, the TMZ, yeah. the, the YouTube, the conspiracy theorists, the people who got to see small details and piece things together. People were get, got to see that too back then. Yep. But we might even see more. So we were not living through it, but this is how I got to see the Michael Jackson situation. So when you say that people who are abused and they become abusers... Within the context of artists. In the context of artists... Uh, yes, that is an explanation, but by no means is it a justification. No. And I feel like all artists should have a support system around them in which that if somebody knows what they went through, to talk to them gently to help them get help before they start repeating this. Because it's all about patterns and cycles and bullshit. When we talk about parenting, like, it's not necessarily that your parents got to abuse you, but like, if your parents were dicks to you, uh, do you break the cycle? Do you continue it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. do you do you still treat your kids the same way or do yep. you change the way that... I mean, everyone, they take time with it, but when you're a celebrity, when you're an artist, sometimes it's hard because you got so many things going on. You don't get to have the peace that a normal hum- or that a normal civilian would be able to have. Yeah, it's a violent tradition. And it became like the same... Do you remember Front Porch Step at all? Mm-hmm. Like, he had the whole thing too where he basically became a pedophile. And was trying to get nudes from, like, a 13-year-old girl. Did yeah. he do it to, like, multiple people, too? Um, or something? I think that might have been the thing, but I think it was this one main oh, girl who, yeah. you know, broke it open or whatever. Um, and so I have a hard time, like, listening to his music, because he's got, like, that sad boy style where he talks about getting his heart broken and all that stuff. It's like, come on, dude. And, you know, he talks about how he can't get girls and all this stuff, and then you find out he's trying to, you know, solicit nudes from girls, like, 13... And it's like, man, it sucks because I was like really getting into front porch step, and then that shit happened. That's like the um, the the most fucked up one. And they they were basically a one hit wonder band, but um, rooftops that song by what it was like the lost something um, profits or something. Yeah, like lost that. profits. That that one, him and his wife or girlfriend were vi- basically like raping a baby. I didn't yeah, you that. can't listen to that song anymore. I I will I'll never play them again. Like now that like that one like fuck the music. Like I don't I don't give a shit. You had one song that was on the radio that was riding a wave of like this like emo pop punk thing. This like wannabe sad boy rise against. Yeah. And so, like, in those cases, like, when it's just some some person that blows up, this, like, viral kind of artist, fuck that. I don't give a shit. Unless you have, unless you have a wealth or big database of music or art I think it that we can all appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Down right. Like, when we're bringing up Cosby, for example. Or at least, like, integrity of, of work, even if you're not well-known or, like, you're not as appreci- appreciated as you should be. But, like, when we look at Cosby, for example, or when we look at right. uh, R. Kelly, for example. Huge impact. Their, their impact. Right. 
again, like I said, like if their if their fuckery isn't translating into their work, it's not, you know, bothersome. Or no, not that. It doesn't bother me. Right. You right. know, everyone or at least everyone at is least, allowed to feel differently. At least it, d- it doesn't tarnish their art. Yes, because. See, I. Right, right, but if you, but but if you find out about it latently, if you didn't know, like, how were we supposed to know? Un- he was that person. Yeah, but you, but no, none of the audience knew that nobody knew that these things happened yeah, in the public. You can enjoy it in the past. But why can't you just? But why can't you enjoy the song? Why can't you enjoy the song or the content just because the person's a monster? Because I don't support that person. I don't want to hear anything that they have to say because there are thousands of other people who aren't abusers that have music and art out there There's, that I can jam to. There are rappers that have murdered people and have had have armed robberies and shit and we still like them. That's not, that's not the same. You can't put that as a way to justify it, though. Murdering someone same but is logic. But you, can't, but you can't use it to justify it. Same logic, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, don't, I just... I agree with John. But you mean, like, so it's the same... My point being is that... That's what I'm looking for here. Yes, it's the same logic, but I can't say that I can't say that one evil is more evil than the other. Murder versus abuse. Isn't evil evil though, or is it all in the gray? And is it case by case? No. What I'm saying is that I can't say that murder is worse than abuse. This is what I'm saying. So it's not, or murder is lesser than abuse. Yeah, you understand what I'm. So I think for us to say that, like you know. we still support murderers, and you can say that murdering or robbing is a higher evil than abuse. By no means, it's not. Maybe robbing is a lesser evil, but Maybe murder and abuse, one way or the other, you're fucking someone's blood. life up. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> abuse is a torture because it's like uh, it's like why we have the Geneva Convention. Because if you have a torture of someone and, and you're abusing them in a way, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, I mean, they gotta live through that. They might as well be dead. Like into their eyes when they yeah. when they're abused. When you when right. you, when you feel that way, you're like, why didn't he just kill me? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a terrible way to think. That no, by no means anyone should ever feel that way. Right. Uh, they end up blaming themselves too later because on. of that. Yeah. So, for for to justify that, no. But to stay no. consistent on the way that you're looking at things, yeah. then by all means, I can agree with I how just, you're saying. It. I just think it's. I think it's. I think it's politically motivated and illogical and emotional to to say we have to throw away everything because the person was bad. Especially but if I, you didn't know about But this. again, it comes down to how's their art affected. Let's say R. Kelly, because R. Kelly's an easy one to talk about. Yeah. If R. Kelly, in any of his songs, said anything like, you know, well, which he did himself. through the voice of Aaliyah, because yeah. he wrote for Aaliyah on this song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Yeah. <laughs> but ah. if, if R. Kelly... Had any music in which he said, I don't give a fuck about her age, or was like, I like to pee on girls, or anything like that. Yeah. If he actually made messages like that in his music, by all means, fuck that art. Yeah. But I don't hear that, so it doesn't right. put that in perspective. And again, fuck R. Kelly. I'm not endorsing right. him, I'm not yeah. justifying his right. actions by any means. By, by all means, this man should have been in jail 15, 20 years ago. Right. All right. Uh, from the first moment we saw his fuckery, which was in 1996 or 97, when he forged Aaliyah's papers so that they could legally get married. She was 16 or 17. He forged documents so that she could be 18 so that they could get married. They had to get annulled right away once they found out. Yep. So, and 
whatever he did to her mentally for her to think this is a good idea. I mean, by all means, Aaliyah, if you, I mean, rest in peace, beautiful soul, yeah, great woman. And she she was an impact on, on everyone around her and on the culture entirely. But, like, if she truly loved R. Kelly, I'm sure she could have waited two years. And I'm sure he pushed it on her oh, that yeah. she had to do this. Otherwise, he she was going to lose him. And losing him was everything to her. Love, career, uh companionship friendship like they really were together so i'm sure he put some sort of emotional abuse on her to oh, yeah. to fuck her up like that oh. and to get her to <laughs> agree to this sentiment or to this idea so from that moment which was what 22 years ago now yeah we should have canceled our kelly from then but yeah. like i said reason why i can't demonize cosby or kelly's art is because i don't see their fuckery translating into their art Right. But them as a people, by all means, yeah. burn them at the stake. I mean, but that is who they are as a person. Like they right. were the artists that you saw in the show. Right, but when they're even if they didn't, su- if, nah, even that's, if they didn't but a human, everything. but a human person is as a complicated facet. Right. I mean, they're yeah. just they, a they, the definition of them person. is an abuser. The definition of them is multiple things. Right. But abuse is a big one. There's by all horrible means. most most people that created industries throughout time any kind of industry any kind of system were horrible fucking people the founding fathers were horrible fucking rapists yeah yeah but you can't i mean what are you going to do say that say that their work in in right. creating the country was right was, was horrible and fucked up because we can compare this to a nor- in a lot of circumstances we can compare this to an everyday every an everyday citizen of the world who's an abuser for example right what else have they contributed to society right. other than abusing the women in their neighborhood? Right. Nothing. So yeah. that's the definition of their character. But when somebody's as complex, and we're all complex. I mean, you know, like when we say, yo, homie that we saw last night at the club wearing the MAGA hat. Yeah. Would you have assumed he was going to pop lock it the way he did? No. No. He's, an a, com- he's a complex individual. Yeah, I wanted to knock him out too. Yes. I just sat and stared at him until he stopped. But he's a complex individual. And then which we can complain about, like, how are you going to sit here and be MAGA, but uh, be a participant of the very group that you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Uh, marginalize and that you you oppress against and take in their style. So, like, it's just, it's an interesting, not interesting, it's a wild concept. So, uh, humans are too complicated, I think. Especially yeah, when you get to a point of somebody who's talented. Which is true, yeah. Like, we, there, there's so many different things you can, you can say. You, every single industry or position, anyone that has impact on us, even, like, people that we don't know they make an impact, if they have some kind of big influence in whatever area of society they're in, like, you can't say that all their work or content is just null and void because they're a bad person. I get your sentiment, Julia, and I, and I and I agree with you to that, to that to the to the degree of what you're trying to say. It's just that from I'm saying like the way that I look at it, it's just that the the that that the the abuse concept of their character by all means destroys them as a human being. It it blemishes them. Right. Yeah. And by no means should they continue to create, even if they're the world's greatest. Yep. Uh, and like like we said, you know, there's a lot of people in our past. Unfortunately, a lot of people in our histories. And if we could, if we could go back and find out about everybody. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. a lot of people are fucks. 
But should that destroy the creation of the United States? Should that destroy the creation of Amtrak? The the creation of like who knows is what Rockefeller was right. into and but the impact right. he had on a society. So the product of his impact, right. we should keep it. Should we not celebrate him anymore? By all means. Yeah. Right. Fuck him. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I just yeah. mean like you can oh, appreciate yeah. points, but I'm yeah. not gonna rep him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you don't need to rep. That's what we're saying. His character is tarnished, yeah. but not the work. No. By all means, tear down the statues yeah, of Bill Cosby. Take away what? his awards. Take away all the things that says that he was a good man. Right. But, but if you grew up on Cosby Show and you loved that show, that doesn't mean you can't appreciate yeah. it or that you're a bad person. There were other people on that show, so right. exactly. I don't want to lose right. all their... There's other writers, writing. other directors, other producers. By all means, Cosby didn't do everything right. on his own, you know? And and the problem or is... Or the same thing with Roman Pulaski or with any... Or R. Kelly. Well, actually, R. Kelly did a lot on his... But still, like, yeah. there's a lot of people involved in the process who got to right. benefit from the work because they put out an industry, but... No, the person, yeah, fuck him. You're right, yeah, right. fuck him. I just, I'm not going to go out of my way to... Yeah, no, right, no, 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 no. Right. You don't have to. That's what I was saying before. I wish there was a way, once we can get R. Kelly into jail, take his masters away from him and put all proceeds to, like, a woman's shelter or right. something. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like that's what we should start doing, but you know? I still find myself gravitating more towards your point, though, like, because once I found find out about that stuff, like, I don't really want to listen yeah, to them changes, or see them again. Like changes your whole view of them. Because just, like, brand new, it's like every time the song comes up, it's like... I, in my opinion, I feel like I have to skip it. Even if, even though I love the song, in my head, I have to skip it. And in reality, time will move on in terms of which, oh, yeah. once we erase this person's importance, uh, it'll Something fade away. Gonna, right. Like, once we can destroy their character in this current moment, uh, 20 years from now, we will no longer have it. Like, eventually, we will finally get them out of the system, you yeah. know? And I mean, Cosby's nearing the end of his life, and we'll have the, the the fun moments when he dies, and everyone will finally say, "Oh, but I love him." Like, no, no, no. He was a bitch, but yep. like, but like his his work, we can stay okay. Like, by all means, I understand TV shows not syndicating Cosby Show anymore. You mm-hmm. know, because oh, right. yeah. no one wants to keep seeing his face. Right. You know, we right. should start erasing who he is, and uh, eventually we can come back to you know appreciating the art. But like when you know when radio stations want to stop playing R. Kelly. Fine. We don't need to hear his voice right now. Uh, we can put him in the back burner. We can throw him in a closet, uh, you know, in a box, in a crate, and just say, we'll come back to this to understand that period in time when the time comes. But by all means, fuck you. We really have to make a trapped in the closet joke. I did not make it on purpose, but there you go. Pun it works. I just think it's really important to focus on the victims more than... Right. Yes. Oh, course. yes. Yeah. Oh, by all means, yeah. these people should get their justices. These people should get their help. If they're still feeling weak or still feeling insecure or feeling destroyed yeah. we should start helping you because i would hope that these women who got their justice from cosby i would hope that now we can start helping them instead of just saying okay you got what you needed get out of here because that's the reality of a lot of these cases and it's a terrible reality yeah uh, so we all remember the offender's name but we don't remember you know the victims we don't no one, I don't know a single people, victim's name. Yeah, a lot of people don't even want to admit that they were true. Like, they think, oh, they're doing it for fame. Like, that's such a huge thing. That's that happening. whole, that whole Cosby thing, the main, the main, uh, what, what's that? Plaintiff? Oh, is that what it is? Or is it, def- no, it's plaintiff. Yeah. yeah. When you're suing somebody, yeah. you're the well, plaintiff. Yeah. In, yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, Whatever. The yeah. main woman who brought forth this lawsuit, I don't know her name. And I feel bad about that. I should right. go learn her name. <laughs> But and we all should. They should be mentioning her name just as much as they mention Cosby's name. 
Yeah. Because all I keep seeing, I'm going to be dead honest with you, Temple State University employee. Yep. All I yep. see. It's true. They, they've 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 diminished this person's character entirely to right. a job she once had for probably like ten years of her life. Right. Not even. She might have only worked right. there five years for all we know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was gonna say ten years is probably generous. What I want to know is how you can be an attorney for someone, no uh, knowing in the inter- but knowing in the attorney client privilege the details of what actually happened. And then you fucking you can't Satan be lawyers, spawn piece of shit. That's why Every fucking attorney that has ever defended someone that they knew was guilty, I hope you fucking have to think about that every night and they before do. you go to bed. They do, John. And I hope you fucking hang yourself. That's, well... <laughs> I fucking hope. It takes a certain breed of a person to be the kind of lawyer who's willing to take those cases. Because there's a lot of lawyers who deny those cases. Fuck them, dude. So, in the words of Bill Hicks, <laughs> suck a tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes it's Put hard for you to walk away from that case after you've learned the details. You don't know the details right away when you take the case because the person who's asking you to defend them isn't willing to give up those details right away until you sign that contract. Right. So sometimes it's hard to walk away. Yeah. By all means, they owe... I'm telling you, man. The, the guy who defended OJ, the guy who defended Cosby, the guy who defended... Uh, the guy who's going to defend Weinstein, all of them. Are those all... two. Thank God the, the Kardashian is dead. Thank God. But... I'm pissed off that that family. I wish on anybody's death. Oh, I fucking I'm glad that that piece of shit is dead. He didn't do anything wrong. OJ did. Oh, but he defended a fucking monster. That's as much as he could do. It's his job. He probably went into it going, "I'm gonna make a lot of money. This guy's gonna go to jail anyway." Yeah, but but somehow he didn't. So that's That's not his fault. No integrity, bitch. Because when you get into the courtroom (laughs) and then you don't want to fail, because then you lose out on your future cases as a practice. You gotta do your job, man. some morality and kill yourself before it's too late. He didn't go into it thinking that he wanted to get a murderer off. Yeah. Oh. He went into it thinking this is a job, like Sarah says. It's the satanic dollar. The satanic dollar strikes again. The fucking motivated by money bullshit that just ruins everything. I mean... He probably has enough money to live off of, but in some cases, people are like, this is my well, only chance to make... Had enough money to live yeah. off of. All I'm saying is, if that... Don't never, worry, his, 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 his descendants are still enjoying the privilege. Yeah. If Kardashian never would have done anything to defend OJ, that whole family would have no fucking influence. Yeah, come on. Who do we blame? Do we blame OJ or do we blame Ray J? Oh, no. Because we're going to bring this up I, when we get to our final topic, but I don't know who I blame. blame the father for putting them on the map. So, yeah. so, so you blame OJ. Man, what? No, 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 no. I blame the no, Kardashian no, no. father uh, for taking that job with that a Daddy lack Kardashian. Of morality. No, no. Daddy Kardashian was doing a job. Monster. But why did he a get that job? Was because of OJ. We gonna blame OJ? <laughs> no. Well, we can always blame no. OJ. <laughs> I don't blame OJ. There's always gonna be sociopaths, psychopaths, abusers, pedophiles, predators, what have you. The people that enable them are the worst. Now, I know we were just talking about... Enablers are a problem. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. What is? I'm sorry? Enablers. Enablers. Oh, yeah, by all means. In every facet. And enablers are typically motivated by two things. Power or money. Again, humankind is... Right. So we're flawed, but also hang yourself. But man, what a better world this place would be if the Kardashians were not around. Oh, I know. Kanye wouldn't have gone completely MAGA. Okay, before we start talking about Kanye, before we start talking about Kanye, let's let's bring up let's bring up his big brother. Maga. Let's bring up his big brother. So Jay Z is in some hot water with the SEC. Maga. That sounds problematic. Maga. 
Although, <laughs> although, although, mega, you could start calling them maggots. Mega maggots. Or just maggots. Maggot sucking cunts. So Jay Z is in some hot water with the SEC. Um, the SEC is Jay Z is. Yeah. So the SEC is investigating Iconics. I think that's the name pronouncing. Yeah, Iconics. Iconics is the one who now owns brands like. Rockaware, and I think they have. I, I want to say they have Fat Farm. I don't remember. Fat Farm. Woo! I want to say they have. We're gonna look Baby this up. Fat. They have Fucking a lot of. They had fat. bought a lot of those killed. brands. <laughs> fat Farm. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Fubu and Fat. I was gonna say almost as good as Fubu. First Fubu, off, man. Fubu is dope as shit. I still Fubu's want the Fubu suit. All right. I had a Fubu tux. And- that's a prom. I had a nice Fubu shirt, oh man. Said Fubu. Fubu tux. I swear to God, it was a rental. Yes. Uh, All right. Let's see. So um, pinstripe Fubu tux. Pinstripes. Yep. yep. Yes. Oh, white pinstripe Fubu tux. So Iconics is the oh, conglomerate that owns the oh, brands God. to Buffalo David Bitten, Candies, uh, Echo Unlimited, Ed Hardy, Echo. Joe Boxer, London Fog, Ed Hardy, uh, oh, Mosimo, Mud, Ocean Pacific. Pony, Rockware, Sharper Image, Starter, Zoo York. Wow. So Zoo they had York. bought up these brands from the companies that were owning them to uh, become the licensors out. So the deal with Rockware is that Jay-Z still is involved in terms of owning a specific amount of Rockware, but he's claim- his, him and his representatives are claiming that he's only involved with reaping the profits rather than any decision-making with the Iconics company. Iconics is under investigation of the SEC just due to some, like, law or uh, tax issues, stuff like that. Like, right. misreporting revenue, whatever. Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. A black billionaire, you know. Well, Iconics, not Jay-Z. Yeah, so, uh, the SEC, because of the official listings that Jay-Z is a part owner of the specific brand, they want to ask him about uh, what's going on. And they want to keep subpoenaing... They keep asking him to come to court to testify, and he keeps not showing up and ignoring so now they've put out an official subpoena saying you gotta come. <laughs> and his representative is like, uh, we got nothing to do with Iconics. We don't, we're not involved in the company at all. They don't make any day-to-day decisions. Um, so that's really, uh, that's an interesting thing. So Jay-Z is finally gonna get in some legal issues after dodging the ones that he had back in the early days of his life. Yep. Jay-Z's got 99 problems. The SEC is one. Yep. <laughs> yep. So is cheating on Beyonce. Wow, that was that was a tough one to deal with. How do you cheat on Beyonce? I don't know, man. That's uh, pretty. When fun you and when you become the guy who marries Beyonce, you start having delusions. Probably had delusions to start with. Oh yeah, but by yeah, all means, you don't get Beyonce without having some sort of delusions. Right. She's a woman who can, especially as someone she's the most as independent woman Jay-Z. in that genre. What's up? Especially as someone as ugly as Jay Z. Let's be real, he's not a very good looking guy. But he was the only guy who could maintain her attention. They dated for a long time before they got married. Yeah, that's true. You know. He is also the guy that said white Jesus in my crock pot, so I can't get that angry. <laughs> I love that song so that's much. That's one of my favorites. Oh, man. If you ever see him on the boat with, I don't know, some type of big... Pre- Talking about Big Pimpin's music video? No. Oh. It was like, I don't think it was a music video. It's just kind of a snippet of them on a boat. With topless women and they were 
performing fellatio and on each other in front of them, and they're just casually holding a business conversation while it was going on. What? Why? That sounds like no, it's not big pimping. <laughs> he just looks it sounds weird. like yep. he's like, yep. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I like your. So, what are you saying about X Y Z? I like your proposal. That's that's some power there. And fetish. Yeah, that was a yeah. sidebar. A little but... public sex fetish. But then again, you can have those kinds of expensive tastes. Right. When you're that affluent. Well, but that's kind of the stuff that they would rap about. That they yeah. were in this position of power in which they were like, people just doing whatever they want around me, to me. Um, I can get, I mean, I mean, as long as consent is in the equation, yeah, who's right. a fuck, right? Yeah, dollars. Sure, these girls... I mean, I would hope they were Do consenting, they and then in the end, it was just like, hey, I'm page. down. Why the fuck? I mean, Why the fuck not? They weren't. The guys weren't involved. They were just watching. But I mean, the guys who were receiving. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, as long as it was like somewhat consensual, or not some. As long as it was consensual <laughs> between the woman <laughs> and the man. <laughs> like, as long as it was that. Consent. Oh no. It was the women. Oh, the so, women were doing so, stuff to each yeah. other. So you meant cunnilingus. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, okay, I so fellatio, I was like, wait. Performing cunnilingus. Okay, 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 okay. Now I got you. <laughs> All right. Such a great word. Such a great word, I was going to say, yeah. Julia it's a great word because it's got so many really? syllables. Uh, yep. Julia, I just <laughs> said it the other day and she was mad about it. Because <laughs> I was huh? talking shit about uh, DJ Khaled. Oh, dude. Who's surprised by DJ can we shit DJ on DJ Khaled real quick? What a fucking chump. Who you was surprised? Oh, I wasn't bitch. surprised. I, I'm, I am offended. Your wife? Uh, yeah, on behalf of mankind, I'm offended. Come on, bro. How can you How can you say Shame we the best you. and have these catchphrases and you don't go down on your wife? You, sir, are a fucking chump. No, can we talk about the video fuck of her you, kickboxing dude. and then she just tell him shut the fuck up and get the camera out of my face? Yeah. Did you see that and video? And he's like, whoa, chill, yeah. chill. DJ Khaled should die. Yeah, I'm, o- no, I'm, stop. I'm, I'm over, I'm over stop him, Stop death upon people. It was funny at first. <laughs> I'm over it, man. You just, come on, man. You, do, you don't... You don't eat your wife out, dude. Come on, dude. I saw it. It wasn't. Dude. His... <laughs> I'm. Here's my thing. If you if you are. Oh, actually, fun if, fact about this whole yeah. ordeal, though. Charlemagne called out the whole ordeal and goes, oh, yeah. "You guys do know this interview was like four or five years ago on the Harris. Breakfast Club." No, no. The point being is that everyone's acting Nobody like this is new news, that, and it right. wasn't. Like well, again, to me, different. I was like, I'm not surprised because DJ Khaled comes from an era. I'm not justifying this, but like right. in an era in which it was, uh taboo and as much as looked down upon if a man was God, to eat his wife out or to eat the girl person. out which is a dumb concept uh, because it's a more patriarchal concept because yeah. the way he said it was like that's i should get the head like enjoy it yeah like i'm like, the one who's supposed to enjoy I shit. expect this and yeah. i'm not even gonna willing that's what to that's consider. what propelled the popularity of r&b artists in the 90s and early 2000s when we started getting sexually explicit because everyone who was big in the r&b game in the 90s and early 2000s were all branded as freaks because they were doing things like well, stamping on my fucking forehead. Then that's what's up. What I said. Oh yeah, but like, yeah. but like, yeah. it was because like people like Genuine, people like R. Kelly, people like uh, like the, the the members of Jodeci or Drew Hill or like these were all people that would talk about licking women down and stuff like all that. Like that was what they're talking about, and that's why all these women paraded right behind them. It was like, yes, finally a man gets it I because it was a rare concept to find a man who would. Like willing to admit that he would do something like my that. My theory is that which if, I have no issue with doing it. Like I don't understand. If you think if you're a guy, as long as it's clean, why not? And you think you're into women, or that you're straight, and you don't eat pussy, you're probably gay. 
You just don't know it yet. Well, I saw like a... You're probably gay, bro. Wasn't it? Um, no, it's more like you're bad at sex, my guy. You're probably gay. Yeah. You're just bad you're at gay, sex. You're gay, bro. You're selfish. You're, like, yeah, yeah, it's really selfish. just a little uh, You're selfish. gay, bro. Yeah. Um, that's it. But wasn't his reason or something like because he's a king or something? Yeah, because yeah. he was saying I deserve. That's the gayest shit. I, I deserve all the attention. Dumbest shit I've yeah. ever no, that's the gayest um, shit. But I've that's heard, that's man. the no, mentality these people dude, had back in the day. The tweet I saw oh, though that DJ. just said like uh, a king that doesn't go down is no king at all. Smash. That was Smashmouth. So, <laughs> is it uh, Smashmouth tweeted that? Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! You know, you know what happened? Probably that was the that was the funny part. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that was Smash. You know what probably happened when he originally said that? He probably, he probably, first of all, gets no ass from his wife at all because she's like, fuck you. I'm going to be honest with you. You're horrible. Their relationship was so in the dark and dude, secretive he, that she's his dudes. manager. She's his he manager. He likes guys and he's married because she, he want, he needs to be straight. And they got guy. married because he had uh, finally realized that they want to both lock down and then have a child. Yeah. They are not the couple that most marriages would be. Yeah. You know, she's a very independent woman. She has, she's a very successful person outside of DJ Khaled. And, uh, you know, both of them are very successful in working what they do. As much as people want to say they don't know what DJ Khaled does, he is more or less an A&R person. But not in an official capacity. Mm. You know, he is, he is, in the truest sense, a radio DJ. He's the because that's where he got his beginnings. He's the guy who's like, I hear the sounds, I see the sounds, I put things together. Like that's who he is. I mean, he used to DJ for 106 in Park. He he was uh, Lil Wayne's touring DJ for so long. Like he's that was his begin. And then he worked with Fat Joe and all the Terror Squad and like all that. Like that was his work. And people don't understand that. Like so, uh, that that's what he does. So yeah, we laugh at him now because we go, all he says is we the best in DJ Khaled in the beginning of songs. Oh, but like. He's this A&R guy, and I guarantee you in the next five years, he will be a label head. Like, this is what he's trying to approach sure, to. I'm sure. So, this is this yeah, is his musical talent. Still a pussy, though. Still yeah, no, pussy. by all means, he's a bitch for not eating no pussy, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying. We're not asking him to eat I'm ass. Chump, dude. Eating ass is the next step, but we understand it's kind of difficult for some people. Yeah. But eating pussy also is a necessary... Also, chumps. You open the door, you might as well run through Chumps. My favorite thing. You can't uh, do it. You can't receive. I just start talking to like. Old if you can't receive, my reciprocate. You are a chum. <laughs> my favorite thing is uh, is Mike Epps. He, he, I think it was Mike Epps. He goes uh, like he's doing a stand up. He goes, "How many y'all eat pussy in here?" And then everybody's clapping their hands, cheering really loud. And he's like, All right, "How many y'all eat ass in here?" And then it's like ten percent of the crowd is like cheering. And then he goes. Alright, I know lots of y'all are lying because ain't no way you be eating pussy right if your tongue don't slip and eat some ass. <laughs> and I was geeking. That that stand-up special, underrated and never faded, phenomenal stand-up special. Mike Epps really killed that one. I couldn't breathe the entire time. Oh, man. That's great. That's what he talked Have you seen that one? Yeah. Remember the, the vinegar? surprisingly not... The biggest, biggest fan, fan of, Mike of his stand-up. No, I love oh, Mike Epps as an Just actor. not a stand-up. Yeah, as an actor. Stand-up, it hits and misses. He like, has moments. It's like moments yeah, of great. Yeah, he's not a consistent like, show. It falls off for Like, him. another segment I like in that never faded. But that was like the, is that the hot and sexy, what is it? Hot and sexy, what's his one right before this one? I think it's hot and sexy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That one was and good I, too. I didn't like that one, but I like this one more underrated never faded he had a segment where he talks about older women using vinegar to tighten up the pussy that, that one is priceless snap that pussy back. <laughs> he's like pat snap that pussy back 
And I was just geeking. He's like, you'll see all the younger ladies going into the grocery store and be like, where that vinegar at? Oh, no. That's going to get graphic. Oh, man. It's going to get graphic. Anyway, Can we talk about Mr. Magic Man from last night? Just getting it all up on the stage. Dude, that guy was on one, man. Oh, he was getting it. Man, an important force in that entire building, though. Yeah, though. I'm going to be honest. I don't think our night would have been the same if he didn't no. jumpstart it for us. No. No. I think I think we would have just been like just chill and have a good time between us. Oh hey, no. Maybe Freaking it's the see domestic ya. abuse across the street. Oh, oh I didn't say that. Or did I? Very oh. quick hot wiring. Yep. I was <laughs> just uh, impressive speed. Um, but yeah. If we weren't on air, I would have said something. <laughs> hot mics around. Can't yep. say it. Mike check one two. Mike's as hot as that take. Yep. But anyway, yeah. If you don't, uh... I mean, teach their own, you know. But don't, don't expect shit. Yeah. If, if you're not gonna reciprocate, don't I'm expect a king like that. Was yeah. just a oh, weird oops. rhetoric you you, you decided that, to go that into. That almost sounds a little bit sexist. Yeah, you, you can say that. You can definitely say if that. If you don't eat the vajay. <laughs> You're probably gay. There's some things that like got a put, little. Uh, put a hashtag on that. That a king does for for yeah. the wife. You can't queen, call yourself right? a king. Man. I bought the house. I she doesn't have to work. Give Still. me kids and suck my dick. You better also eat. That's some how you please eat. a king. <laughs> no, it's basically what I got from it. Yeah, no. I don't want to get too into you know like what what everybody's kinks are, but. If I am performing <laughs> cunnilingus, I am being turned on by doing so. Oh, because, no. So, exactly. So, Amen. Come on, come on, Caleb. I think you got some deep-seated shit Amen. going on. Just accept it. And then you can that still be in those party. Miami party was boats. Really? Yeah, the trunk opened. Oh. And then I guess I hit the alarm on it, too, so I'm not keeping it in my pocket. <laughs> That's weird. That's what happens when you wear soft pants to your keys are easily... He must not know what a vagina looks like. Who? I don't think Callum. he does. He probably hasn't seen. He probably hasn't seen his. By dick all means, he has a baby. Anyway. Leave the man alone. That he hasn't seen sure his cock his, since two thousand six. Yes, that kid looks know. like a typical Arab. Actually, I think his wife is Arab too. I don't know. That kid is a typical Arab baby. It's definitely his. Yeah. Anyway. Kid is adorable. He's gonna grow up to be such a fuck too. <sighs> I feel bad for that kid. I don't know his dad. Honestly, though, he's such a great father to that kid. You think he has a micro penis? That's yes. possible. Oh, I bet. Or one just of those a small like, dick. big fupa. Just a small dick. Dude, I don't know about where his, his micro penis, penis is getting inverted because he's so fat. <laughs> I don't know about micro penis, but definitely a, a, a probably a small. That's one. right, Cal. I'm calling you out, dude. You got a fucking micro penis and you're gay. Come on the show and tell us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying being gay is bad. I love gay people. I'll wear my. I'll go get my tie dye unicorn shirt with a dick for a horn on it, and I'll wear it. <laughs> I love gay people. One of my favorite professors in school was gay. Got along with him great. But DJ Khaled, just admit it already. Yeah. I saw somebody Come on, tweeting. Man. Come on, man. I, I saw somebody tweeting. He's a very controversial no, person no. that I follow. But he said, I love how gay guys are trying to reclaim the F word. I don't like using the word. But uh, reclaim, reclaiming the F word for themselves uh, thinking that it would like destroy hip hop's use of the word, but it's like, oh no, he said gay hip hop dudes trying to reclaim the F word, but uh, it's funny because hip hop has that history of using the F word to just bash them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, I like that we're saying the F word. Get figured out. I don't like using the word, I hate the word. Mm-hmm. 
because I yeah. The reasoning as to why the the word was used. <laughs> got some interesting take on that. What's up? I just I don't I, I don't use the word in that context, so it's like most <laughs> most guys would be lying if they didn't say if they said they didn't call their friends that. I never use that word. As I well as I actually, never use the C word with women. Actually, you know what? I've I never have used that word in my entire life. No, it's not as much, but... I feel like I don't The C word? word? I've never used That's it. That's what I do? Oh, dude. That's what you're no. saying? It's the C word now? I say... <laughs> see, I, we're talking... That was the thing? No. You guys, we're talking I'm about, saying C because it starts with a C. Right. I don't know if it's called For the anybody, C word. I'm just saying. I'm not bad. saying like, it. I knew it was bad. Anybody like who, who has a problem with understanding, it, like... Vague language. We're talking about faggot and cunt right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, it's it's. I'm just. Though. I don't like using the words, man. I just feel more open now. Because I kind of do feel like I don't use the f word as much as I used to. Like I used to throw <laughs> that. word People used it a lot because thing. back then we had a much more homophobic culture in which you could just throw it to really demean somebody. Yeah. But I mean, the history of the word it's really used because specific. It's it means a bundle of sticks in German. Which, by the way, is also the word for oboe in German. <laughs> and, Interesting. Uh, it's it's a bundle of sticks in German because what it was is that, granted, yes, in the Holocaust, the, the Jewish people of the, the region were put in these camps and stuff, but what they specifically did for the homosexuals in the region was to burn them at the stake over a bundle right, of sticks. Right, yeah. So this is where the word some of them, developed. Some of them still were put in just regular camps. Yeah, of course. Well, but to, like when they, they wanted went to, to that extent. when they did it as like yeah. a witch hunt demonization of right, the people, right, right, right. it was it. They they they're did all, it on display. They were all know? branded with pink triangles. Because because the the the, yeah. the 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 issue with or not the issue, but the the strategy with the Jewish people. Nazi Germany was just more like these are uh, we're taking them as enemies of the state and then putting them in prison. But with the homosexuals, it was just like no, you're homosexual, you're like a witch, you're uh, an abomination of humankind. We're going to like he didn't consider uh, like Jewish people to be an abomination of humankind. He just considered them to be enemies of the state. Oh, whatever. But what that's that's logic. that's how that's how he was preaching. Adolf, what a strange logic. But that's right how he man. was preaching it to his people for them to accept the system of oppression. Versus with homosexuals, just like a lot of the world at the time kept looking at homosexuals as abominations. So yeah. it was like, just like when we looked at witches during the same witch hunt, they were abominations. They were, they were spawns of the devil. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, we would, you know, burn them at the stake. So it's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah. I just like how this all goes back to the fertility cult mentality, because if women read books, they were no longer just your breeding cow and right. if men had sex with other men yep. couldn't have kids so nope. it was people, just like the people that are the most homophobic are also the same people who think having as many children as you want is responsible yeah but let's not go too deep in into this that day and age no you back in the day yes. your children were your slave hands about that the other day. <laughs> or were your farm hands you know they did everything around the house they're on to something but no, I definitely use the c word though. Come, come I understand. I'm not offended by it. I'm not, it's not Australian, <laughs> Britain. They Scott, fucking say it all the it. time. I, I, I understand that it? people use it. I'm just saying it's I have never kind of rolls off the tongue nicely. <laughs> yeah, Chris. I look at it as that it's such a it's a word for such a strong, uh, it's a strong attack word that yeah. I've never felt so hateful towards someone for me to use that word. And if I ever use it, I'm going to reserve it for that amount of level of strong attack. Yeah. That's just me. I use it a people. lot. Like with bitch, like a bitch is just a, you could be a man, you could be a woman. If you use a bitch, use a bitch. Like you just being. Oh yeah. Just like the word pussy. Yeah. yeah. Actually, cool thing about the word pussy, pussy trying to turn it means that weak. Into... And it's yeah, odd it's... enough that we use it to describe vagina. Right. So. <laughs> right. Which is hilarious. Yeah, actually. 
Good point. Yeah. I don't should know. Really be Some words are just because... words, but I understand the issue. Because they are very yeah, weak. You can't, get hit the, you can't even get tapped in the balls without being like, oh. Falling right. to your knees. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about an external organ that's <laughs> not you. used to be. It's like if you had direct <laughs> access to somebody's liver, you were able to punch them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, you guys remember like sports science, that show on oh, yeah. Discovery or whatever? They did the analytics of like getting an uppercut to the balls to like see like what's going on. And they, they describe, because the way that your balls are constructed in the human male body is that there's actually a cavity above. Oh, so Because yeah. ha- that's how your balls drop. So like what's happening is that when you get uppercutted into the balls, Bang. your testicles are going into that cavity and coming right back yep. out at record speeds. Yep. And your brain doesn't have enough time to be able to process that kind of pain, yep. and it's just instant pain. Like That's, yep. that's what it is. They, yeah, they were saying it like instantly enacts, and then the process of the body like numbing it is super, super slow. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. know what to do because... It's not something that you I think use. it's like literally the, the the nerve endings for the pain, it's like hundreds of miles per hour, and then the process of the body numbing it and stabilizing it is like five miles an hour, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. For like cons- controlling for the size of this. Because there's a bunch yeah. of alive nerve sperm endings. in there. Like just right. oh. it's just the around. Ner- it's just the nerve endings that are surrounding the right. testicles as well, too. It so it's all the way back up into your body. Yeah, it goes in your body and comes right back out. So um and what's even worse is if it's not a perfect uppercut or a perfect swift kick in the balls, it's not perfectly going in the cavity yep. either. And if you so just nail one, it's ooh. just this yeah, it's just this weird concept of getting hit, you know. Nailing one is almost worse because it's not even pressure. It's that uneven pain. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should have a period because it's way fucking worse. Oh, oh we're not. <laughs> by all means, we're not comparing those two. Oh, and then you want to compare childbirth to anything else? Like you guys oh. win. Yeah. But the cool thing about childbirth, though, is the way that the body works, as much as it can, it's releasing hormones to try to numb or try to help you handle right. the pain. I mean, yeah. You have to remember how long women have yeah. went giving birth without uh, yeah. without drugs. Right. So, yeah, so it's it's a the, 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 the human so body is a phenomenal yeah. system. So what a miracle of design. Man, we're at two hours and 12 minutes and we haven't even. How hit- do we keep doing this? We haven't even hit the topic that we waited all week to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the topic that we wanted to wait till Chad could come yeah. join us today. And the topic that I wanted to wait for more time to explore before we started. And it is uh, Kanye West. Ooh. Um, what an interesting guy. Um, so, for Kanye West... She's like, that's my key. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to start. Um, what an interesting because guy. Most people probably have a start point, but I want to see John and Chad and Josh. Josh is going to say fuck Kanye. Right yeah, now, it's, I don't have any opinions except I, I want, fuck Kanye. I want you guys to start saying your sentiments, and I want to hear how you guys are feeling. I... I well, what's the story? I'm kind of lost. I don't want to even start it, man. It's oh, just, yeah. You know, we don't even need to talk about it. Because everybody who would listen to this has has yeah, seen. Yeah. Here, how about this? This is all I'm gonna say. This is coming from one of the biggest Kanye fans that I know. Myself, and <laughs> I've yet to meet somebody who is a fan of Kanye in the same light that I am. I've no, met people. It was just the delivery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's justify what you said. Oh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, because I want to justify it for the listeners. What I'm bringing up here is that I am not a blind Kanye lover. Right. 
I am not a worshiper of Kanye. For the longest time, I've said I've only disagreed with two things of what he's done, and now I only disagree with one thing, because I don't have a problem with him calling North Northwest anymore, because when I found out the story behind it, I was like, hey, that's kind of funny. Uh, apparently him and Kim were on a date with uh, Pharrell and his wife, and Pharrell and his wife were like, yo, you should totally name your daughter North, because <laughs> that was when Kim was pregnant, and uh, they ran with it, so... I don't find it. I it's not uh what what I'm looking for, what I'm saying here is that when I first disagreed with it, it was because it's like Kanye's just playing in his ego to name this kid North. But I almost feel like this is worse though. Like oh dude, I bet you won't name her North. No, Watch. not I won't. It's he, they said you should, and then you know what? When it comes down to it, her nickname is Nori. That's a pretty name for a girl. I mean, see, we did talk about this on our when first uh, when episode. he had uh, Chicago was born. Yeah. So. That was one thing. So the only thing I really dis- or up until these last this last month, the only thing I've really disagreed with Kanye's decisions was his decision to actually marry Kim Kardashian, to actually put the ring on her finger, oh because his philosophies from Twisted Fantasy, she was a perfect girl to to fit that that mindset. So was Amber Rose, which I think was the, actually the prime. Well, between Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian were the prime muses for some of the songs on that album, such as uh, "Hell of a Life." You need some new calls. It's just it's dead. Devil in a rose. So never mind. Never what I'm saying. And that's why I want to preface this whole thing with saying how much I love Kanye. A, I don't idolize him. Because first and foremost, you shouldn't idolize any of these fucking celebrities, alright? Right. Because right. their work isn't a definition of who they are. They're complex individuals and it's lies. only a definition of a part of them. What's up? Think independently. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's preaching at this point. But right. we'll get to there. Right. And secondly, as much as he's a quote-unquote genius... The only genius I recognize of Kanye West is his production talents. I, as a, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. By no means do I ever rank him in my top, t- not even my top 25 best rappers of all time. He's not the best rapper. He's not the best lyricist. He's okay. He delivers messages well. And the Kanye that everyone knows and loves prior to recent antics of the last few years is actually the collaboration effort of lesser-known stars who are phenomenal at their work as well, such as GLC, Consequence, Rhymefest, Common, No ID. These people are the ones who have shaped the Kanye West that you know and love. Rap bars-wise. Rap bars-wise. Like, those are the guys that shaped Kanye's message into lyricism and delivery. Because if you ever listen to songs... By Consequence or GLC or Rhymefest, you'll find a lot of similar cadence and styles. Now, of course, Kanye probably puts his own twist on things because of his right. musical mind and his production style. That's what it is. So, those men are no longer involved in his life. And not not like in a bad way. They just... Seeing Kanye's success, you could see how he has went away from that moment in his life. He's now surrounded by the Kardashians. White people. Calabasas. Yep. It changes your mindset and the people that you're around to influence you greatly. Not just white people. White lizard people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, he has a disconnect from what's around him. Yep. Now, what he is saying in these recent events, semantically, it's, it's terrible. But that's the issue. Everyone is focusing on the semantics. If we pay attention to the larger, broad message of what he's <laughs> trying to say... He has some good points and some bad points. There's still some things that is wrong. Yep. And when it comes down to it is that Kanye is not an educated man. 
Kanye doesn't read books. He's said it multiple times throughout his career. He thinks books are a waste of time. He thinks that the best way to learn is to be talking to people. That's right. I, yeah. I follow that mindset. That's why podcasts are big. Yeah, but here's the thing. Who are you listening to right. when you talk to somebody? Right. Are you listening to somebody who has who is talking to you with incomplete facts? Or are you talking to professors and experts right. and experienced people of the industries and fields that they are in? By all means, yeah. It's, he doesn't have to crack open a history book. But he should be talking to people like Cornell West or professors of history at Harvard or Chicago Institute or UCLA, stuff like that. Like, if he's talking to people who've researched things, who actually like to read books, by all means, he doesn't have to read a book. A lot of us learn that way. Right. Uh, I mean, I learned more from talking to my professors and teachers than I did from the assigned chapter readings that they told me to read. So uh, there's some people who just learn that way, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But what's wrong with it is that he's clearly talking to the wrong people. And on top of that, this is nothing new from him. He just talks without thinking. Right. A lot of the interviews that we've watched these last two weeks and a lot of the tweets that we've seen, he says things before he has a full lapse or a full full run-through of his thought before he speaks. And he's corrected himself on Twitter after the fact. When he, when he did the Charlemagne interview, he later on said, I said that I'm the greatest artist of all time. I want to recant that and say I'm a great artist of our time and that there are plenty of great artists in our time. Um... Or when he made the comment about slavery being a choice, he went in and said, yes, I know that slavery isn't a choice and I've worded it poorly, blah, 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 and such and forth. And he posted, which is, this is where he becomes part of the Kardashian clan now. He's been posting screenshots of the text messages of people on both sides of thought texting him, telling him he's either right or he's wrong. And he's, I'm going to be honest, this is what's new about this Kanye. He is listening. He used to not listen. Yep. He literally can't tell me nothing. It's about I'm not listening to anybody. Like, his entire life, the only person he's ever listened to was his mom. So, like, he, nobody could tell him anything. That was literally one of the greatest songs of his career that everyone championed was You Can't Tell Me Nothing. So this is nothing new. And anyone who's saying it's new, you're wrong. You weren't paying attention to Kanye for the last 22 years. So, um... What the issue is that it's it's a matter of that people need to talk to him. Now I've read some great things, and we don't know where this is going. That's why I have yet to demonize him or celebrate what he's doing. I don't think he can do either. I can't. We don't yeah. know the whole story. We don't know what's going on. I feel like he's pulling a trick out of the Kardashians book and yep. making himself a publicity stunt because yep. his popularity went down a l- just a little bit. Enough for him to be worried because didn't he say that he was bankrupt or something? Well, yeah. He was bankrupt. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, well, what can I do to get right. myself back in the fucking public eye? So, so Kanye's bankruptcy or his debt. Did you have a point, Chad? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, or in debt, yeah. I'll, I'll that, or like with a stunt, it's definitely a stunt. Yep. There's too many. He's drawn too many similarities to. I think it's Trump's whole yep. rollout of his campaign and shit that <laughs> it's he did. Exactly Trump's whole. And it's campaign. like he's literally mimicking it, and he's yep. and he's it's it's brilliant. It's funny. It's, it's funny to watch actually, because he's doing the exact same shit. And he's getting the exact same reactions, and he's yeah. doing the exact same, like, double-backing the correct statements that Trump does when he actually follows the script that his writer gives him to yeah. for these public speeches and shit. So, like, it's funny. It's like he's doing a little he's playing it's with a, us. Yep, it's so, a character. It's playing the, with the, us. The thing is, is but, that... But, 
within that. Oh, yeah. He definitely has some real rooted shit that he is expressing. Oh, but yeah. But the yeah. bigger, the way he's doing this, just a gimmick. And, and, the, and the rooted shit that he's doing, I think it comes back to him being disconnected and him being surrounded by people who aren't connected into what he wants to be connected to. Yeah. There's a difference between having Common and John Legend and No ID on your label and being around you and talking to you every day versus the kind of people that are around him now. And it's it's because he's made his transition into the fashion industry. And by all means, he still makes most of his money from the music, not from the fashion industry. And uh, that's why he keeps coming back to make music. Because he knows that's what he has to do. I, I don't think he can fully become a fashion designer and become that that same level of financial success. You want to know why? Sorry. Because his fashion style sucks. Yeah. I don't think he's a good fashion designer. I think he's okay. I think the only thing that I personally find fashion-wise that no one has been able to do better was the original Yeezys with the pattern work on the on the material. That, that dotted pattern work was inspirational to the whole fashion world and that everyone had copied. But everything else that he's done, I've seen fast fashion stores do it better. I don't like the fact that he's bringing back the 90s New Balance look with the new Yeezys. I don't know. It's not my thing. Super chunky. Yeah. I mean, the, the new 700 V2s. Like, I mean. I think he's trolling. I think Chad's right. He's, yeah. He's taking a page from he's Trump's trolling. book. He's trolling. He's basically saying, like, there were all these ways that we were going about things as a society, and I don't care. Because I know that people will keep talking about me if I do this. So he's basically doing his own little yep, his own little PR stunt that's just this giant daily thing now. Um, and there was that, that conspiracy thread on Twitter about him trolling and taking a page from Andy Kaufman's book and hanging out with a guy that's kind of like done something similar with him before. Um, and I think he is literally just, like you said, doing what Trump did. And what's funny is, like, the people that are reacting the most heinously to it, to me, seem to to not understand that this is just lightning striking twice. That we had a guy that we didn't take seriously run for president, and we blew it off and said, this guy is just crazy, like, there's no way he can win. But we didn't we didn't appreciate and value the level of basically trolling and just shit talking he was doing to get uneducated people or people that are like pseudo intellectuals or interested in fringe ideas or like you know these like wannabe life coach people that we it's happening again and we just can't accept it because it's a complete rebranding and not in the and way now they have wanted. a voice with social media it's easier for them to get right. those fake woke messages out there at the same time Kanye clearly to me is much more emotionally balanced than he used to be he is way he's still speaking without thinking in a lot of things but if you watch the Charlemagne interview again there are times where he pauses before he says anything which he never used to do he used to always just have an answer right away and now he'll actually sit there. So I, Such, I, that was a big takeaway from that interview. Yeah. That for me too. Just, just seeing to how much more thought he put. Behind. He was more collected on the Charlemagne yep. interview, and I think he had less slip ups on that one versus the TMZ interview. Right. That I didn't TMZ. catch a slip up. What's up? I didn't catch a single slip up. He was just in the being, TMZ interview. No, the 
Charlie. The only slip up was his greatest artist of all time thing. But well, that was like him being him. That was yeah, him being him. And then he just realized, eh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but not like. Because even like Charlotte. But he's always right thought away, that way. Bob's like, well, what about all like these artists? Da, 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 da. Then that's when it kind of went into the prompted him to. Yeah. So the, at the same time, I, it's really good to see him, be seems more well rounded as a person, and and like intellectually but emotionally. I think spending time with women consistently, especially a daughter that he had created, is really important because it changes his mentality and turns him into a, a like more gentle person who's able to laugh at himself. Because he he would he would be able to do that, but he would be so serious about stuff. It's like the South Park episode where the, the whole fish, fish sticks thing. And it's true, like, he was so angry about things, and now he doesn't seem to be angry. Mm-hmm. But then you couple it with the fact that, to me, he's just trolling. He's smart enough to know that people are going to freak out about this shit. I think that's then, why he's so ready to fight. And him. then when you see his notebook with a scribble of Andy Kaufman's unibrow, it's, he's, he's, just, he's just doing... He's doing exactly what he needs to do to get attention... And a lot of the stuff that he does, he probably doesn't even... I think he honestly probably thinks about things more than we want to give him credit for. And he says the things the way he does now because he knows he'll get a reaction out of it just like Trump. Mm-hmm. So to, to pull some some issues, some uh, some topics that have been brought up. So for example, uh, I want to bring up first and foremost before when, when she said the, that his popularity is going down. Now, a lot of people argue that Kanye doesn't need a publicity stunt necessarily to sell records. It's true. But when you see the way that... I hate saying... When I say this, by the way, I'm never talking about the color of the skin. Every time I ever call somebody white, it's never from the color of the skin. Call it as a blank canvas or as something that has a lack of color to it. So it's not so much, and, and only in attitudes that when I'm commenting on it, not as that you're entirely a, a, a lack of color, just when it comes to a certain thing, whether it's food or music right. or something. Kanye like wouldn't censor so much, just fucking. My point being, since, like, so white America lost their popularity with Kanye with the way that they kept calling him and branding him crazy and all that with the oh, recent yeah. breakdowns. Yeah. Or as he likes to call them, breakthroughs. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, so you were right about that. And when you hear That's him on the Charlemagne nice. interview, and this is an old, me. this this is the old mentality that he's got because you can clearly see he's an old hip hop head when he thinks this way. When he complained in the Charlemagne interview about not getting radio spins, uh, with Jesus and with uh, Pablo, and that it drove him crazy, and it drove him crazy because all he would hear is you know a bunch of Drake, a bunch of Taylor Swift, a bunch of whatever pop star was going, but it wasn't him. It wasn't the person who that critics or that people who love him were saying was probably some of his best work in years. Or not best work in years, but best work um, to see because it's been a long drought for Kanye. You know, when Jesus dropped, it was a while since we've heard him since Watch the Throne. Or when Pablo came out, it was a while since we heard him since Jesus. So that took a toll on him. And you can see how he's an old head because he's worrying about radio spins. But it's also, like you said, level of popularity. Because Kanye, when he dropped Graduation, that's it. White America knew his name. And then when he dropped Taylor Swift's bullshit on the VMAs, Which even more of white America knew his name. They yep. knew his face at he that point. He became one of my heroes in that moment. Yep. What? Exactly. Really? Fuck Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Taylor Swift either, but who the fuck 
What kind of attribute is that for you to come up and think that you're more important than somebody who just won something? Oh, no, he wasn't. That's the thing. That's what a lot of people keep Having looking at. That he was doing it for himself. He was he was doing it because he's made this complaint his entire career, and he made the same complaint afterwards. Is that they keep inviting black people to these uh, award shows, yeah. and that these black people do some of the best work that we've seen in years, yeah. and that they still get thrown on the bus for mediocre white work. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It's and, true. And to be honest, Taylor Swift did not do so, anything. Gro- Taylor Swift's so mediocre. By all means, she has she seen better success later on in her career, and I can say that I'm not a fan she of her. But I'll say that bread. she has better artistic value later on in her career. But at that point in time, by no means was her award better than Beyonce winning that award. Yeah. So that's what he was doing, and everyone yeah. wanted to look at it like you know how you said it, it was just that it was him going up, but he wasn't going up for him. That bars on her latest album. That's just what I said because I don't remember. I don't remember what happened because I don't watch the VMAs. I don't watch. Oh, I didn't either. I saw that the next day when they talked yeah. about it. All I heard was that he fucking went out there when she was trying to accept something, and that's all. Yeah. So it was like a female music video artist yeah. of the week, of the year. And, and what she was up against single ladies. Yeah. So she <laughs> had won. Out of she here. had won over single ladies. It's not even close. In which everyone that year Dude. was already celebrating single ladies to be one of the greatest videos it's of the year. One of the greatest video music videos ever. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, we did a dance out of it. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. fucking spoofed it on SNL. That was a great. Everybody spoof. loved that song. And John and Josh spoofed it, by the way. And if Josh has it uploaded on YouTube too, or Instagram, I do, I yeah. do have Think it up about on YouTube. Even in 2009 or whenever that was, I don't even. 2009. 2000, whatever it was. Beyonce brought so many people of different ethnicities and cultures together at a global level, but especially at an American level. Taylor Swift was just fucking singing to moody teenage girls that are white. But that's the same one thing about Beyonce. That was the year when she finally broke through for white America as well. well so that yeah. was that so was that's her. A huge that year deal. was that year was the year that she became yeah. a pop star. And then they give it to fucking. Taylor Swift. So I don't give a shit about Taylor Swift, and I never will. And I still have Kanye's back in that situation. Would I go up and do that? No. Yeah, that could have been a different, a but, better time. But for he, but. to me, he was the had the moral high ground, and it made sense to me. And it it's different than the George Bush black people comment. That one was just <laughs> totally off the cuff. Did not make any sense. But she won because no president cares about black people. I mean, it's 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 an unspoken truth. You don't even have to say it. Stating the obvious in this situation is just an exercise in futility. <laughs> well put. I got a little too deep on that, but uh, ah, deep cuts. Never deep enough. But um, yeah, agreed. She won because that was the audience for that show, and I commend him because I didn't know that he went and talked about that. All I heard was that he fucking just went up. He there. said Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. He said greatest songs of all time too. I think. Yeah. And. Until I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. Bud. <laughs> yeah. And then he dropped one of the greatest songs as a quasi apology ever, with the greatest piano intro. Little bit of octaves and chromatic work. Gotta love it. Simple, but it it drove the point home. What song was that? Fucking what? I don't even remember what it's called. What Runaway? Which one? What was the one where he says toast for the douchebags? Yep, Runaway. Yeah, Runaway. Yeah. So now we're talking about as to why Kanye might be in the right, but let's talk about why he's in the wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's in the wrong, and the reason why people are at, reacting so negatively. So let me first talk about his I guess love. We for didn't really just say how he's in the right. What's up? Never really expressed why. Yeah, we did. We talked about performance art, and we talked about. I think it's 
how he's to explain why he's not in the right because to me it's just at face value you shouldn't do that when it's someone else's stage my point being is that what but I'm saying still. is that why I can't celebrate him nor why can't I demonize him so I've said things oh. in which like we're saying that what he's doing is a, is a troll or like we're justifying as to why he's doing what he's doing we've said some things like that I want to now say why we can't justify mm. what he's doing so for example and then I want to first start touching on why he loves Trump uh, not a lot of people have seen this because it doesn't make headlines like the way everything else has made headlines in the last couple weeks. But when he dropped that song, Yay Versus the People, he had also uploaded a behind-the-scenes video of him and T.I. chilling and talking about what's going on. T.I. confronted him and said, what's going on, man? Why are you thinking like this? What's, what, are you, you know, what are your thoughts? He said, what do, you, what do you love about Trump? And Kanye says, well, I don't agree with half the stuff he says. And T.I. asked him, well, what do you agree with? He goes, I don't know. I just love Trump. The reason why Kanye loves Trump is because... They're very similar in attitudes. And we just talked about that too. Right. Where we said that everything that Kanye is doing now to rile up people is the same way that Trump did. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really believe Trump cares about half the shit he says. No. I think that he, when he woke up and said that he wanted to... And by the way, Trump also teased running for president during Obama's re-election oh, yeah. uh, race. Right. So when he teased about it, I guarantee you that the things that he woke up... In the morning to say that he was going to run for president? One, attention. He want, He's that kind of guy who wants to be the top dog. That's why he is CEO yep. of these shitty companies. Just so he could say, I'm CEO. Two, he wanted tax reform that helps him and his people. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, right? I mean, that's, that's his mentality. Even Obama played golf. <laughs> uh, three, I really do think that uh, Trump's entire thing... And this can be deep-rooted in actual racism. But his whole thing is he wants to undo everything Obama has done. I don't think he's actually racist. He's just really good at shit-talking. True. Pissing people off. True. I think people who, who are into him are fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Not all mean, of them, but, but there's play, a lot. He's playing, yeah. he's playing into that, what do they call it? Uh, Demographic. Yeah, but like... Uh, White populism. Uh, steer into the skid type concept. Like, he's really steering into that skid. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so he woke up in the morning saying, I do want to undo everything Obama's done. Right. And, uh, man, I had a fourth He's point. He's done I always forget. He was born in Africa. Yeah, born. he kept saying that he was born in Africa. He's not an American. Uh, so I don't, off. like, as much as Trump is, the, and so, like, when Trump's now saying everything... <laughs> He has people around him, just like Kanye, oh, who tell him these are facts, and he's like, all right, I'm going right. to believe it, because Trump is also an uneducated person. Right. So, Trump is just going along with the ride, and Kanye is looking at Trump with like, oh, he gets to do whatever he wants. He gets to say whatever he wants, because my whole life, and that's true about Kanye, his whole life, people told him, you can't do it right. this way. You have to wait in line. You have to wait your turn. And the fact that Trump was able to go and do it without waiting in line, waiting his turn... Right. Uh, Kanye goes, oh shit. And that's why he talked about running for president two, three years ago. Yeah. And that's why when he says, I love Trump in the rants at the concert and you saying all that, and he's like, because what he said, and he says it in the song too, he says, Trump makes me feel I can run for president. Trump makes me feel that now I can find out yeah. who's actually against me. Yeah. Because he's starting to see these people who are against him. So that's that. Kanye's reclamation of the MAGA hat is similar to his reclamation of the Confederate flag during the easiest years. Right, but... But 
Kanye's so doing so it a little differently now. Just so right, happened he stood also... on the right side of that battle. I'm sorry? Just so happened he stood on the right side of that battle. Y- yeah. Right, right, right. But what he's saying is that... It's, it's, but it's not, it's not the same to me. It's like when Malik Yusuf has said, Make America Great is a, uh, is a great uh, slogan that's tied to negative connotations. Right, and it's right. true. It assumes It's very negative. true. Yeah. So what I think Kanye is trying to do is that, yeah, I do want to make America great. And I want to make everyone great. And I want to make everyone love and all that you know, BS that he's saying. And I think it's more of a reclamation of a symbol. Right. I think. It's too late for that yeah. crap. But it's also, but it's also true. Diff- it's because also, it's so negatively connotated. But it's also different because he, he's wearing, all he's doing in the picture is just wearing the hat with people smiling. Taking the Confederate Which flag. Which is weird because it's Liar Cohen who's next to him. Right. Who is the head of 300. So like, uh, like, like, uh, Migo, like all that quality control, right. like that's, right. that's Liar Cohen. And he's now the head of YouTube Music. Right. Let's just say they, there's probably so some So it's very big, interesting seeing him throw up that sign There's probably some with that big hat. kind of tax reform. Let's be real. I'm sorry? There's probably some big tax reform that Kanye gets hard about. Well, he but, said it. He said in the TMZ interview, he was like... Oh, he or was it TMZ or what was it? I don't know. He had said uh, he was talking about like how Trump like is doing great things for businesses. I'm like, yeah, that's debatable, and that's when you have to actually know about economics to make that comment. That that aside, I don't think reclaiming a Confederate flag and branding it with your album and name on it is the same as wearing a politically motivated hat. Just Confederate flag is just as politically motivating. Yeah, but it but he took it and he made it his symbol during that time as a symbol of basically shock this isn't just shock value he's just he's basically just putting a thing on and smiling with people yeah so it's they're they're both there for shock and to create a level of just so you think he's not delivering that message as much as he did with the confederate flag because if you think about the content clearly you think about subconscious uh propelled me to (laughs) put this hat on in this moment man and I just felt like it was something I needed to do. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? And if you look at the like, lyrics, no... look at the lyrics on Jesus. He's he talks about they're coming to kill King Kong when he's in the top mm-hmm. floor of a hotel, and then he puts a Confederate flag on shit. He's like completely subverting it. Here he's just putting it on and almost celebrating the image of the red hat with shit okay. on, with a shit stain on it. So. So back to the popularity thing. I think that what he's doing is right. It's to get people to start talking to him. The, the talking about him. Yeah. The thing is, what's the issue? What's the big issue? And this is where I can disagree with this specific style of his performance art. With all of this BS that's been going on the last couple of years with uh, the rise of Mega and all this bullshit, Kanye was quiet. It's because he was dealing with his demons. It's by all means, he's allowed to deal with his demons. We, we don't have to look upon him for that. But because he's that message of social consciousness that people have always looked at him at for... They were waiting for something. So when he finally came back, everyone was excited. He's like, finally, we're going to get this album where he's going to bring in this social consciousness for us again. And uh, especially black people in America, they were disappointed that no, this is what he's doing. Even if it is up. a troll, the fact that you that you took your time to break your silence for a troll, that's disheartening. Yep. Because people aren't looking at it as a troll. It's a semi Some people are looking at it seriously. Yep. And I'm going to give you an example of how this is. I'm not going to say the reason as to what this relationship is, but just know it's a temporary relationship. I am in contact with a person who's a large Trump supporter. He wears a fucking Trump thing on his uh, jacket. And, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's a temporary relationship. I don't have any issue with it for the time being because I don't plan on dealing with this person for much longer. Point being is that... Yeah, right. 
As long as, yeah. Then the point being is that the Kanye somehow came into the conversation while we were working together, and he goes, "Oh, I'm, I agree with him." This man doesn't know anything about Kanye, right. but he heard the snippets, he saw the right. headlines, and he's probably agreeing the, with him. Probably the racism is a or, or slavery is a choice thing. Uh, that and uh, probably some other things. I'm not sure. I can't remember it's at a what. Hot take. My, yeah. my my point it's being is I can't well, made a lot of sense to me. I can't remember at what point we had this conversation versus when Kanye was talking while he said it yet. It was so hard. Why don't you just leave? Get a new job. And that's the thing. When Kanye said that, I don't think he understood the. Uh, by the way, that like spawned one of the best trends it's ever. Not, not to understand. It's just socially irresponsible. It is socially irresponsible. What I'm saying here, I saw. Here, I saw I don't, he someone fed him facts. I saw face one. false facts that made him think that it was a uh, that that the uh, that the African slaves were able to revolt. There was no way they were able to revolt. There's, Today are, there are more black right. people in percentages the compared only, to white people than there were back then. The there was only, only like a million slaves the in America only back thing then. You can, the, We've got tens the, of millions of black people in the America. The only point, single point that is in favor of what he said about that is is Haiti. That's it. But they also but endured. Haiti, they the also black people outnumbered they, the French. Yeah, they also endured endured years, years. of enslavement. So yes. it, it, like you said, they had the numbers. It's it's a matter of they were able so, to because there was but, hundreds right. of slave revolts in America. But because of sheer numbers, right. there was no way they were able to win. Right. Versus and, and in we Haiti, we can start talking about John Brown, but I won't. But in, in in Haiti, who led those revolutions? It was the few who actually knew French. It was the few who right. knew how the system worked. In America, a lot of slaves, they didn't live to, uh, they didn't live long enough. Right. And that's why the slave trade was so important in America because they had to keep bringing in slaves or start breeding them because they kept dying in the conditions that they were working in. So uh, there was huge shock, right? Or they yeah, did tough, try you know? to get away and then they followed them yeah. and then they killed exactly. them. Exactly. So, yeah. but the few that did try to revolt, either individually or as a collective, they were shut down right away. There's right. mil- there's hundreds of stories in which we see the failures of the revolts, and it's sad to read each and every single one of them because it des- it destroyed all of them. And the other thing that's hard that a lot of people don't talk about either is that Amer- uh, African slaves, when they were brought to America, uh, mm. Especially in America versus the the islands, because in the islands, there used to be it was just like uh, usually uh, similar tribes. In America, we had a lot of conflicting tribes that were brought over here, men and women of different tribes. So they had very little communication between themselves too, and they weren't being educated by their slave masters. So how would they have been able to communicate with each other? It's very very difficult. There is a lot of factors in which that not just Kanye is saying it, a lot of dumb people are saying this right. and they're thinking that the slaves could have fought back. They there was times that they tried, yeah. But luck. there was a reason why yep. none of them were successful, and it's because they were incredibly disadvantaged yep. in their scenarios. And it took someone right. feeling em- and you know what? Let's be honest. Lincoln didn't right. really free the slaves. Like you know, he just said it just to say it. But I don't think he actually had any empathy for them. He just saw it as this is what we got to do to save the union. He wasn't doing. He didn't care about the slaves. If he did, he would have done it a lot faster. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have waited until no. to say that he we're just ending wanted, the war. He just wanted a solution to the, to yeah. the issue. To him, that was a solution right. for his issue, not a solution for the issue of the people that were living in his country. Whereas John Brown said, "Fuck white supremacy." Back in the eighteen hundreds, shout out to John Brown. So it's that's also was an egomaniac, but he had he had the right intentions. To be an egomaniac is the only way you get work done. If, not, if you don't, you if you don't believe in yourself enough, you won't be able to, to, to get what you need to get done. So invisible hand. Yeah. So 
That's what's disappointing about this whole thing. Because even if it is a giant Andy Kaufman performance method. I think it's a portion. I think yeah, if it's some it of it, it's it's poorly executed on the fact that it's the wrong time to do so. But or is it or is it conversely the exact perfect time to do it, from his standpoint? It's possible. But why does this I'll, have to be a performance art? Why couldn't it be something else? It's it's all performance art for Kanye. Why couldn't it be? Remember, th- wait, did you guys watch Thirty Rock? Yep. Remember it when? Just, uh, it just stopped again. Remember when Jenna decided she was gonna go crazy so that way she can out, so that she can get more popular than Tracy. So she just started running out of like like breaking through windows and shit like that. Like why couldn't he just do some shit like that? <laughs> why does it have what, to be racially and politically charged what, like but this? But that's what that is. That's what it is now because we're because everything is. Yep, yeah, we're locked in a de- we're locked in a constant <laughs> know, endless debate. We we argue about arguments. <laughs> we we de- we debate about debates. We de- try to de- redefine definitions right now, and we're to so fit, to fit your uh, yeah. Yeah. So everything has to be like you have to be pro or anti this or this, which so is wrong. So that's so that's it's why it's so perfect wrong. right now. I'm not saying I like it or that I think it's. But that's, that's how he's viewing it. Probably trying to tackle his performance. The, the problem is when when all said and done, I honestly think this is going to be a big cultural impact. As much as I don't want it to be, I love it. I really think. I I really all I'm saying think, is that with the first song that he dropped, that Ye versus the People, his only mention of supporting Trump was just the yeah. Trump made me believe I could be president, right. which I'm totally which, okay with. But so, so that means I. Yeah. What it all boils down to is he is, he is really starting a dialogue and bridging a gap. Even though it's ugly, somebody had to bridge a gap. And so. It starts to make sense why he says things about, like, what he said about slavery being a choice and then backpedaling and talking about Nat Turner or people yeah. trying to talk about Haiti because he's, he's saying somebody has to break through, he uses that word all the time, to basically make some sort of cause and effect role and just keep gaining momentum, snowballing, snowballing, and snowballing. I, I would hope that he that this is actually starting conversations between people. It, it because, really is. Because we are... We're not pushing our divide way too much these last couple years. There, at, when we were at the club yesterday, everybody was staring at that guy in the fucking Trump hat. And we were waiting for something. We were hoping that and I he went up, stay in his pocket. I went up to a guy and I said, Step out. Is that a fucking The minute he stepped out of his pocket, yeah. we were all ready to eat alive. Yeah, but I said, to, I said to a guy... Remember that, that, the guy that you were talking about yeah, the hoodie? I said, I said, hey, like, is that a fucking Make America Great Again hat? And then he said, he said we're just going to let it go. Everybody just let it go, and there was not a problem. Yeah. Not saying that we should let stupid shit or horrible shit go, but it kind of almost proves Kanye's point that, oh, this guy just has some ideas that I don't like. I'm not going to go out of my way to start a fucking riot. That's a hate. Don't, right. don't push hate right away. Right. Because they might have some faulty logic or lack of understanding, and people always change, and they always, or at least they sh- should change and grow over time and mature and i think that's the whole the whole issue with this whole pushing our divide in america right. the last few years is that it's miseducation on both sides right, right. oh yeah well and i think part of what home. you know should make this country great is the fact that we should have conversations about things yes. rather than just attacking yes. somebody who doesn't and have to be fear. unified right yes than just attacking people that don't believe in the same shit there's you do. always going to be d- discrepancies in logic and because morality set up. Set up. it's because to be honest yep. When when they are 
preaching when America was great. It was because back then, it was easier to get the American people to be unified under war. You know, oh, yeah. everything I mean, that unified America is, was rooted easy. in war. Right. We are a war state, almost as much as the Mongolian Empire. Oh yeah, we're or an empire. the 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 the, yeah. the, the Russian the, the Roman Empire. We're undoubtedly an empire. Yeah. So we are as much as a war state. But now that war has been demonized since the days of the Vietnam War, right. we no longer unify under war. We no right. longer unify our patriotism. That's under why war. they make fucking drones. <laughs> so that's that's the issue in America that we now need to find a valid and legitimate way to unify our patriotism and our nationalism. Right. And or at least open a dialogue. Yeah. So because when you compare us to other other nations in those societies, yeah, they still have their problems, but those people are proud to be where they're from for the most part. Here, it's a lot of divide to be proud to be American. Uh, because a lot of the times when we hear people be proud of being American, sometimes it's rooted in racism. Sometimes it's rooted in uh, pushing violence on foreign countries. Sometimes it's rooted on, uh, you know, the war on drugs, war on poverty, uh, or not the war on poverty, but the, the lack of a war on poverty, the way that we keep pushing the lower class lower and lower. So it's hard for people to want to say that we love being American because it's kind of hard to be that when we see all these truths, especially in the last, you know, few decades. And now we need to find a way to unify ourselves. Yep. And maybe Kanye's pushing us to do that. I would hope so. I really hope he, people start talking. I really want people to start talking. He did have... For real. When he was on the Charlemagne interview, the biggest point I took from it, not necessarily point, but thing that I found the most interesting was when he was talking about MLK and how MLK didn't get assassinated from doing race uh, things. He was assassinated the minute he talked about economics and, and black bringing, people. Bring, he got assassinated as soon as he started talking about poverty. Yep. The economics uh, of the black people. But, but not, not just black people. Poverty. Everybody. Because that's yeah. when he... Yep. Like in the interview, he was saying like how yep. it, it branched out from just yep. him targeting black people. All in poverty. It was the whole lack of education. Like some Hitler yep. shit. Yeah. Yep. And then there they were, were planning nope. the biggest march. Yep. Like yep. ever. And that would have been insane at that time. That would have been the country in that way. Oh my god! The the yeah, number of people that would have been voting for like racist white people, if they could just hear that. If they were poor. And they realized, even if it was a black guy that they thought at the time was less than human, if they heard that, hey, there's somebody that's saying, like, the same things I think, even though I I can't listen to them, I don't even know what this country would be like now. You're right. And that is why they took him out of there. (laughs) Kablammy. And that's, I mean... Yeah, that's what's... And that's what's uh that that kind of wants I also want to jump onto another concept is with like watching the I'm sorry losing their power. They all think that anybody was it's all power. I think it's like, but it's even today. The fact that if it's like controlling the access to it, you know, it's like it's the fear of if everyone can obtain that level of power then. What oh is, yeah! What is power? Look at the at look point. at the current it's state of our itself. look at the current state of our higher education. I'm gonna share a conspiracy theory that I've got. That for the most part, if you pay attention to the way I'm saying things, you might see it the same way too. In the '80s, when they started pushing the opportunities for minorities to find higher education to make it out of the, the impoverished lifestyles that they were living that they were able to get professional jobs and make money and then be able to move on. 
Think Cosby Show. The Cosby Show motivated plenty of minority and a different world, the spinoff of the Cosby Show, motivated plenty of minorities to go to school. We saw many brown and black people going to school uh, in the 80s and 90s. And a lot of the successful people that we saw in the early 2000s that were businessmen and professionals that were minorities, they were part of that movement. In the late 90s, when white people started realizing this is what's happening, because before, what they were saying was that, oh, these minorities weren't able to go to school because it cost too much. But then they were able to get scholarships. So then, oh, shit, these minorities are going to get scholarships. They're going to school. They're going to learn. So they started raising the cost of school. And then they made it harder to get in. On top of that, after raising the cost of the school, they found a way, okay, well, we'll let them go to school. We won't say anything, but we'll make it easier to get loans. Now, the loans carry high ticket prices, higher interest rates, confuse them with variable versus fixed rates, um, get them to start getting in a position that financially they'll never get out of. Right. Uh, There's nothing wrong with a person going to get a history degree or an English degree or anything, but... To get that degree and to know that you're going to get a, a job that won't be sufficient to pay off that high loan interest rate. Mm-hmm. And the cost of tuition continuously goes up. So right. the loans that you need to take out continues to go up. Right. The cost that it... T- this is where I, it, it broke through for me. This was, it was almost... This was more than 10 years ago is when I realized this. My cousin graduated from the University of Madison in 2002. As an engineer you pay an additional fee than the rest of the school. So engineers and business students pay more than every other student at the University of Ma- uh, Wisconsin in Madison. Why? Uh, it's differential tuition because the, the things that business students and engineers get access to as resources cost more money. So they need to take right. more money to pay for that stuff. Like it's fine and it's understandable. Example also is that uh, their, the curriculum is so rigorous that they use that money to pay for more teachers. Um, so anyways, so the cost that it took my cousin to pay for his final semester with the included differential tuition, or no, not the final semester, the final year, cost less than my cousin, who is a genetics student without differential tuition, in 2006, his final semester, cost more than my cousin's senior year in 2002. Huh. You're talking about a four-year difference. I walk into the University of Wisconsin in Madison in 2012 cost of my tuition for a semester was just slightly higher or just slightly uh, roughly around the same range as my cousin's uh, whole year his senior year as a genetic student only six years earlier so that's insane and the cost just keeps going up Mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop going up and we go to a and the university of wisconsin's uh, in-state tuition is actually very good Pricing-wise, compared to other in-state schools around the country and for public schools. So we actually more or less get a reasonable bargain in the UW system compared to other state schools. And just think, if you aren't going to a state school, you're paying 40, 45, 50 grand a year just for an undergraduate degree. And at this point now, an undergraduate degree might as well be a GED because to be a successful professional, you need a master's. And a master's costs another 30 40,000, you know, so it's, it's very interesting how they keep pushing the middle class and the low class down, making sure they can't go to school or making sure they don't succeed after being educated. Right, right. And this is, this is an interesting concept and it's, and Connie wanted to talk about this a lot in the TMZ interview, but he brought it up too late and he didn't have a chance. He wants to talk about classism right. and it's exactly what Martin was about to talk about right before he got assassinated. 
He was going to talk about the classism, yep. talk about the divide, that yep. it's not even just about race. Yep. It's about money. Nobody it's wants about to talk, pushing yep. you down even further because of money. Nobody wants to talk about wage slavery. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not going to sit here and argue for a minimum wage that's 15 bucks. Yeah, but, but, but 735 is ridiculous too. Yes. But exactly. And and the idea of getting people at a base level and making them stay there instead of having them move on is just exactly what they want. And the biggest thing when it comes down to that is also the cost of the industry surrounding yep. while they still make billions of dollars without paying their employees. Yep. So we're talking about the industries of real estate. Yep. The reason why people want higher wages is because they need to live, to, to sleep somewhere. Yep. And the reason why people want higher wages is because they want to eat. Food yep. costs a lot of money, man. You know, a perfect example of, of classicism being presented as an evil and not working out, Bernie Sanders not getting the election over Hillary. Yeah. As soon as much as much as I think about that, didn't decide to vote for Bernie Sanders for a couple different things. Yep. Economically, at the same time, it all makes Just sense. How that they fell Hillary was dropping, and then what did she do? That's she crazy. pulled the woman card. And I'm not saying it's bad to be to to talk about feminism or talk about women in general, but. It was such a politically motivated and highly, highly, highly popular thing at the time that the entire left just abandoned Bernie Sanders. Even though he was talking about making, in his morality and his opinions, making everything better for everybody, especially impoverished people or the struggling middle and lower class. So to build off this, that's the only thing I absolutely love and I'm favorite part of this whole Kanye situation is the whole that... Why do minorities, and he's specifically talking to black people, have to be with the Democrats? Because to be honest, they right. are not no, helping true. any more than Republicans right. are. I think they're it's both true. not helping oh, any of the interests. Yeah. They're both the business party of America. Exactly. They so don't give a shit about anybody. And that was my favorite thing was that, you know, we can talk about Chance in a different light, but yeah. when Chance said the next president will be independent, fuck yes. Like, I would hope so. In a perfect world, it would be. To, to, to be to, to be a party, not a party, but just a candidate that speaks for the people, the actual people, yep. not just any interests right. up in the higher order of things. It happened to, I would love that. It was nice to see the big bump that Gary Johnson got in the election. Cause those it? videos ruined him, though. 5%. If those videos of him acting a was fool it, didn't it show like up, what, when he mocked that idiot woman? Yeah, he was mocking, and I understand. It was beautiful. But, that, well, made me, what, that locked my vote. Actually, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but that, that, that hurt his independent chances. Though. Yeah, because then who did they get? Who's the, the, the Green Party lady? Oh, Jill Stein. Jill Stein? Oh, That's who started. Policies. Exactly. Oh. Who would you rather have as a person who's getting more of the third, uh, third, uh, third person vote? Jill Stein or uh, Gary Johnson? Gary Johnson. Exactly. Right. So Gary Johnson, when he decided to do that publicity stuff yeah. to act a fool, that didn't help him. Oh. It got people to talk about him, but people were talking about Jill Stein a lot more. Anybody who th- who th- was offended by that is a fucking moron. If you yeah. haven't seen it, this woman tried to talk about how smoking weed increases chances of cardiac issues and that there's death associated with weed. So Gary Johnson goes... <gasps> When he clutches yeah. his heart and falls on the floor. Okay. Because he's like, fucking get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? But I mean, because like, what was, uh, you know, third party's percentage in the past couple of elections? Shit. It's never, yeah, it's like, never risen you. above 3%. Yeah. The, the 3% or in, the, in, in our generation, the only time 3% has ever been achieved was in the second Bush election against Kerry, in which that 3% voted for Ralph Nader. Oh, yeah. Mm. So Didn't he, w- that wasn't, was the the, wasn't it the first Bush, the first Bush election when he ruined it, ruined it for 
for uh, gore. What about it? Wasn't that when he got the 3%? No, the Roughnader did not achieve 3% in the first election. It was only the second election because people were so sick of John Kerry being a weak candidate, but then so sick of not wanting to vote for Bush because it was like, God damn it, no way they voted for Ralph Nader. It was the only one. I think 2016, third party got the most they had got in a long time since like that. Yeah. But it was still only like a 1%. But the issue with the third party ones uh, for this 2016 election is that some were Jill Scott, some were yeah. Gary Johnson, some Jill were Stein. Jill Stein. Jill, Jill, Jill Scott's Scott. way cooler. I'm so Jill sorry. Stein. Jill Scott, I apologize You're for even mentioning the same sentence Stein. because Jill Scott, you are a beautiful, wonderful woman who is incredibly talented, and I just hope to get a hug from you one day. But um, she seems like she gives good hugs, man. And I just oh, feel like I feel does. like so much love. She probably does. Anyways. But, yeah, so. um, point being is, like I said... Uh, yeah, no, that one was a more divided third-party vote, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because Versus Ralph Nader was just had, like a simple... You had a libertarian that was center-right, and then you had Jill Stein, who was, like, way left. Yeah, and so, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's... I would hope that we get a nicer... Because there's talks that it's uncertain whether or not Trump gets uh, support from the RNC. So... It yeah, would be very interesting to know, see man. how it, this next election will Regardless. Play. It would just be nice yeah, to not yeah. have two yeah. shit shows for your choices, yeah. you know. Everybody listen to, to Pimp a Butterfly. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Democrips and Republicans. Yep. Alright, let's They're wrap up, guys. Bugs. Yeah. It's three Did hours. Did we break another record? Yeah, it's three hours now. Three hours and three We'll never do another three-hour podcast. We're so again. sorry, guys. Uh, are we really? Expansive topics. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I did expect us to go 45 minutes on Kanye, which we did, but, uh, the stuff before we got to Kanye, we actually did spend more time than I thought. It was yeah, nice, though. I liked right, the discussion though. we had today. I like it, but and, it's Important like conversations. Yeah, important yeah. conversations. Uh, thank you, Chad, for joining us today, and oh, thank you, Julia, for popping in. It's always a pleasure that you guys are here. I really do, because, you know, it gets tiring just hearing me talk all the time, right? <laughs> um, this is a pimp named Slickback. Wishing you a great night. And uh, thank you for listening, podcast listeners. Everyone who's not a podcast listener yet, please join us on Permeable Filter. That's P-E-R-M-E-A-B-L-E on iTunes, Google Play Music, and your favorite podcasting apps. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at P-E-R-M-E-A-B-L-E Filter. Uh, That's where you can see our live streams on Instagram. You can see us uh, cracking a few jokes on Twitter from time to time. We noticed some things like Kanye talked about decentralize yourself and it was right after you guys had your decentralized podcast dude I'm telling you we predict the future <laughs> All right. when we were talking about Arrested Development the next day creator of Arrested Development decided to talk about uh, a new season coming so who knows what we predict this week um, <laughs> we'll see what effect we've got any final remarks anybody Rachel Dolezal still sucks yikes why are we bringing her back up <laughs> she still sucks that's all I have to say Man. Uh, slide that in there man. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. No, <laughs> no. Um, think independently. Yes. Yeah. Have have intelligent conversations. Talk, man. Talk. There's nothing wrong with talking. Just both be respectful and learn from each other. Right. And Hear the other person out for once. Just yeah. listen, damn it. Just exactly. <laughs> Just listen, damn it. Just stop. Like put stop, a hashtag. Stop people, arguing. Stop demonizing. Stop hearing people with. The motive to defend yeah, against right. what they're saying. Or Just listen. Them. Or attack. Just, Just listen. And uh, Just listen. It's, it can be so simple, guys. Like we, can, we can talk. We can we can learn from each other. There's, there's no reason for us to keep fighting. Because I'm going to be honest, man. A country is, divided is no country at all. Yeah. I mean, and fighting, it's tiring, man. 
We want to relax. We want to be peaceful. We want to go enjoy our baseball games and right. listen to music. Bring back dance. the real America's pastime. Yeah. Sit in school peacefully. Yeah. yeah. Just not having to no deal shit. with protests all the time. Which, by all, I mean, by all means, we have the right to protest, but like, let's oh, not have anything so to protest about. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, life, right? But in a oh, sorry? Too. Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just talking your shit. Okay, you can talk your shit. Um... I'm acting like I'm closing. I was, I was gonna say, you got, you <laughs> sound like you're about to make an important point. Just know that it's peace, love, and soul. Love you guys. All right.